previously on Shelf Life. This is the main event! We watched, and we are going to talk about Star Wars Episode 1, Phantom Menace. We saw no like Danabu. They think they brain so big. I just feel like the Phantom Menace himself is not in this movie often enough for me to know that that's what the movie is about. It is definitely a, what the hell is this thing? It is going through the planet core. That's, I mean, that's, Child Protective Services needs to come in <laughs> in this, like, I watched it yesterday. Just awful. Need to watch it again. I was legitimately confused. It's like a haiku. I don't understand. Correct. You shall not think and you shall greater than the Gungans. Me shall like this. We shall being friends. No, because he was a virgin birth. Okay, we got to Wait, we... he's a virgin. Wait, I missed that part. Okay. <laughs> on that note. Wait, no, what? on that I note. No, so no, no. On that note. Could have been interesting. Yeah. But that's not in the movie. It's not. So, she just cleans so it and talks to Jar Jar for 2 seconds and then we move on. <laughs> So they land on the outskirts of a settlement on Tatooine, which I p will point out to you in my autocorrect, it autocorrected Tatooine for me. So that's how much Tatooine is in the in the realm. Oh, like okay. Tatooine was is a word in my word doc. I like it. And I've always liked the way that Harry Plinkett gives the observation of who decides to go into this spaceport. Yeah. They send an idiot a drunk, a droid, and a vulnerable young woman into the <laughs> spaceport. <sighs> why are they sending... Why is this group of people going? Why don't they send the head security guard with them... Right. ...for backup? Right. Because if anything happens, only Qui-Gon, who granted is a Jedi... Yep. ...can do anything about it. Why is R2-D2 going with them? I don't know, but see, that's... But that, it brings back my point, though, of if R2-D2 was important, it would make sense to have R2-D2 come with, right? It makes no sense for Jar Jar Binks to come with. At least well, R2-D2 is useful. I guess he's expendable. Like, if something happens to Jar Jar... Well, maybe that's... Now? Maybe that's Qui-Gon Jinn's thought. Like, well, if something goes down, Qui... Or he owes... He'll just throw I, him owes, down me his life so i could just throw this lizard thing in front of it and then run away i think that's qui-gon's thought process this entire movie and the other thing about of, it is he there... kind of is like he, like again he's a chaotic neutral he's not really a jedi he's, i feel like he doesn't really act like a jedi like you're saying he uses the jedi mind trick willy-nilly he just kind of doesn't yeah. care. He's very. They reckless. call him. They call him reckless, and 
Yoda at some point calls him defiant. Yeah. So I guess those are traits. Why do they use him we, all the time yeah. then? Why do they why do they have him go talk to the trading company? It feels like that's a bad person to have go talk to the trading company because he might say something wrong because Maybe he's just a, was... def- a little bit more defiant well, against the Look, we we will get to the Jedi. The Jedi are fucking idiots. <laughs> yes. The Jedi are stupid. Oh my god. And the other thing about having that just the like no security go with them, there's a bunch of security on this flight. Oh yeah. There's a bunch of handmaidens. I don't know. No, I don't understand. It, I guess we don't know what the handmaidens are though. We don't we don't they're just handmaidens. That they're doesn't mean the, that they uh, know anything to like fight for the queen. That's not what they're for. They're just supposed to do whatever yeah, she says. Yeah, they are I think just handmaidens. That's yes. exactly. So, yeah, we might have a bunch of handmaidens, but that doesn't mean we have the warriors that we actually know find out later. So, they... (laughs) Stupid. Stupid. So, anyway, they go into town, and uh, I almost said Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon is telling Padme that they're basically just a bunch of moisture farmers and scavengers, heathens. Moisture farmers? Yeah, that's what Uncle Owen... Uncle Owen was a moisture farmer. In the original Star Wars, and Ray is a scavenger, so we get an idea of what Tatooine huh. is. Although Ray was not on, Ray was not on Tatooine. Ray, yeah, Ray, you know, from the new ones. Looks like they took it from this guy then. No, they. I mean, she's clearly just a Luke. She's wearing the same outfit. She's on a <laughs> desert planet. I know. But we'll get to that one day. I know, I know. Just, I'm just joking. Just, it just sounds uh, weird. So moisture farmer. The only thing I'll say about that is, are they moist? Are they doing well? Because they live in a desert. It's a desert. So planet. they're collecting. I almost dew from the air. Or it's in the ground. I think it's like Dune. I don't know. You know how in Dune there. I didn't watch. Oh, account. okay. Okay. Well, wait for wait for Dune. I think it's like Dune. <laughs> like I'm I could sure I could I see it coming story, from Dune, but it's fine. I understand what you're saying, but. If they're moisture farmers, wouldn't they just call them water farmers? No, I like moisture. I like the word better. It sounds better. It sounds more... Uh, or aqua farmers? It sounds more sophisticated. No, I don't like aqua farmers. That sounds like something that the Gungans were doing. <laughs> moisture farm. I don't think the Gungans would have called it aqua. I think they just call it like wawa. We saw aqua farmers. We saw wawa farmers. That's probably what it would fucking sound like. God damn it. So they're walking because they have like baby talk. They talk like babies or something racist. Yeah, Jar Jar steps in the poopy here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Should I put a laugh That's track hilarious. on for a second? I feel like there should be a laugh track in this movie. And the thing about going through this spaceport is that it's so dense. Yeah, there's so much going on in every frame. Rick yeah. McCall. Oh my god, there is way too much happening on every frame. Qui Gon is dressed like a hippie. He doesn't want people to know that he's a. Jedi, so he's basically wearing a poncho. Yeah, he's just wearing a poncho. And between that and his, like, Jethro Tull hair, he's got, he looks just like a hippie. And he decides that they'll try one of the smaller dealers for this part. And here comes this mosquito gonzo thing that talks like an Italian. That's perfect. Mosquito (laughs) gonzo. Yeah. Again, I'm going to have to do an impression here. This one probably not at, well, I'm not going to judge offensiveness, but this is Watto. And 
That's Watto. Yeah. So, and then the and child so, is annoying. Okay. So, yes. Let's talk about Anakin before we get into Watto because Qui-Gon goes off and haggles with this mosquito. Right. And and in the meantime... I'm trying to look for, like, what that would mean if there's, like, a metaphor there. <laughs> so, Anakin comes in. Yep. And while Anakin is sitting there... I just wrote fucking Jar Jar, and I don't know why I wrote fucking Jar Jar, but I'm sure he was doing something stupid. He was. He's talking to the queen. I'm sorry, he's talking to... Anakin. Anakin is talking to... Are you an angel? Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. They live on the moons of Diego, I think. You're a funny little boy. How do you know so much? I listen to all the traitors and star pilots who come through here. I'm a pilot, you know, and someday I'm gonna fly away from this place. You're a pilot? Mm-hmm. All my life. I don't like this kid. I, I, every time I saw him, I, he's so slappable. What? I just, I, like... <laughs> yeah, I think, I, I hope it's okay to say that this kid sucks. The character sucks. The character sucks. I don't know about the actor. Could tell you nothing about the actor because well, the character I'm gonna say sucks. This, uh, and I bet George Lucas told him to act like this. I think like he's a little doing exactly what jackass. George, I don't think he is acting in a pompous. I think he's just he's very bland. He's bland, like, but it's just like it would make sense if Darth Vader is pompous as a kid. Sure, he's not anything. I think that Jake Lloyd playing Anakin Skywalker in this movie because finally we get to anakin 30 minutes into the movie i don't think he's good he's not good he is not good he's not acting good george lucas is not a probably the best director to have try to teach this kid how to act yeah jake lloyd got bullied relentlessly Aww. because of playing anakin that's not cool so and he's had i'm just a saying lot of i problems. hate the character i'm not trying to say i hate the the actor i no. hate the absolute no hate and the look character. and look He's, he was a kid when he did this. Sure. He sucks in this movie. He really does. But I'm not blaming Jake Lloyd. Oh, God, no. Jake Lloyd is just a kid. Right. It's, and kids so, acting like the, is very difficult, and it's it's the, hard for them to get what they're supposed to out of a character half the time, and it's and, hard for and the, them to, to do it right. And in all seriousness, the fans that berated him and bullied him and, and truly drove him... Really made his the last twenty years of his life probably a li- more of a living hell than it ever needed to be. Really a shame on on you people. Oh, absolutely. Because you can hate this character and you can hate the acting of this character, but you should like it's come on, it's a bad movie. Sure. It's not, it's not the end of the, the fucking world. Like there's so much more stuff that you can be mad at. Be mad at it and hate it or whatever you want, but you don't have to bully the kid. Oh God, no. that's just there is no stupid. reason for any of that crap. Ever, ever. That being said, he sucks in this. He sucks. Just as an example, he mentions being a slave to Padme. Padme responds with like, oh, you're a slave? This line reading, I'm a person and my name is Anakin. 
is really bad. It just kind of takes you out of the moment, takes you out of the movie. But I guess this is what is supposed to be our meet-cute between Anakin and Padme. Because he's calling her an angel, and he's like, I'm a pilot, you know? And, like, he's acting like a little kid. Like, he is, like, has that train of thought like a little kid would have. Sure. It's just obnoxious to listen to. Yeah. Maybe it's also just because I don't have kids. Do parents find this... No, there's no way. Maybe you find your own kid endearing, but like, if like a little, some little wiener kid is talking to you like this, no, you're gonna be fucking like, oh, all right, cool kid, that's great. You're gonna, right, you're gonna pander. Legitimately, to them. how I watched the, every part of his part, like, was like, okay, kid, all right, kid, that's fine, kid, cool, kid, all right. There's a lot about finding Anakin, and they search three thousand people to find Anakin, and they. They show the finalists of, like, the kids that were going to be Anakin, and Jake Lloyd improvised the most. I think he was doing it the most naturally. Okay. Like, honestly. And I think that appealed to all of the people making the movie, because they were like, well, you never know. And they even say it, like, you never know what you're going to get with Jake, but George wanted to keep let it be fun for him, because there's, like, a lot of stuff where he screws up. Like, they show a lot of times where he, he messes up, because he's a kid. Right. And there's like a side conversation with George and some other guy, like an assistant director, where he's like, I don't want to push him to get the line right. I want it to stay fun for him because as long as it's fun for him, he's like, I get something genuine. Sure. And, and, And I think that that's what appealed to George about the performance. I would say, though, maybe there are takes where he's more genuine. He seems stilted in this. Yeah. He's coming off as stilted. Right. That I'm a person and my name is Anakin. Are you an angel? It all so- seems very sure. stilted. Yeah, and he wants it to be genuine, but it so takes away from anything genuine. It takes away any of the genuine, you know? It just, it all goes away. Mm-hmm. Because all you can focus on is that it's like, alright, that was just said that way. Cool. When he, like, tells off Jar Jar, too, in the same scene. But it all so here everything is here everything he says is here i'm not a slave i'm anakin just tap it on the nose stop touching things are you an angel it's so you remember it (laughs) (laughs) gotta give him that yeah it's all well and and to be fair and to be fair in this in particular this scene because i wrote this i went i mean geez Portman sucks in this too. She's got nothing. Well, she has nothing. She's doing to, nothing. She has. I don't think she was given anything. She just kind of stares <laughs> half the time. She's just kind of like, "Okay, I'm here." Right. Exactly. All right, yeah. Can like, I say something? Should I do something? She doesn't. In this yeah. scene? Do you? Did you? She guys... doesn't seem to have line a personality. <laughs> line, line. Yeah, that's what it feels like. It feels like she's just going. I. Nobody gave me a script. Nobody nobody told me what I'm supposed to do in this scene. So she just stands there like, ha, 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 here I am. And I feel bad for her because it's like they're giving you nothing. Because at the same time now we have Watto over here and Qui-Gon talking about trade. Why are they doing this? Again, he tries to use the Jedi mind trick on Watto. Oh, yeah. And Watto this is, is using funny. that old sales tactic. 
Oh, no, no, no. He, he's the, trying to negotiate a price is what he's doing. Because the only thing that he's got is some, like, Republic credits. And Republic right. credits aren't good out here because we're in the, you know, the fucking hillbilly boomies, boomies yeah. of, yeah. And, yeah, he just keeps trying to do the Jedi mind trick to him. And he just doesn't, and he doesn't. And the guy's like, you know, that's not going to work on me. And he's like, what are you? What do you think? You're some kind of Jedi? Like, that right? doesn't work on me. And he goes, I'm a Tidarian. Mind trick's going to work on me. Only money. Only money! Like, he's just like... Jedi mind tricks don't work. Only money. Well, why doesn't it work on him? Because of the type of race he is. There's certain races or or aliens in in Star Wars where the Jedi mind trick doesn't work. Okay. It's like uh, Fry being born without that chromosome that lets the brains... Sure. ...take him. No, that makes sense. Same idea. I just... I always thought it was simple-minded... And you can like take them over, yeah, so but it works I guess on the simple minded. I guess I'm thinking of Game of Thrones, and how and like, like warging. Yes, so like how you can warg into a simple minded creature. I guess I thought that was kind of the same idea with Jedi. I know way more about Game of Thrones than I know about this, and there's so much more. Well, I, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess, I guess it's it is just because like there's certain species that. That it doesn't work on them. So maybe like he even it says whatever, whatever species Guado is. No, because it worked on the big frog. That's true. But Jar Jar is different. Jar Jar is a, a mastermind. That's why they can't get rid of him. Jar Jar is something, all right. <laughs> yeah, he is something. Oh, man. So Qui-Gon decides to make the right decision. And he's like, well, we're just going to leave. So he gets Padme and R2 and all of them. I like how you said like, that's the right decision. You went. Know we're just gonna leave. It is the right decision because, like, you're gonna haggle with this fuck right. fucking bumblebee, sure, Gonzo. Like, no, you're just gonna be like, what? Well, he says there are other dealers. Like, go find one of the other dealers. Right. I'm sure. I'm sure that there are other dealers that had this part, and Qui-Gon's oh, just definitely. being stupid. Because what's his name? Watto is like, I'm the only person with this part. I guarantee that. And it's like, that's a sales tactic. Yeah, that's just a salesman pitch right there. And for some reason, it works on Qui-Gon. Okay. Or go try one of the other dealers. You're not in a hurry. No. For some reason, you're not in a hurry. Right. They're never in a hurry. There's no sense of urgency ever, ever. So as as they're... Ever. No, there is no sense of urgency in this movie. We're going slow because this is the fucking pace of this movie. Oh my god. This is how fast it goes. Watto tells Anakin that he can clean up and then go home because the slaves get to go home. Like, it's a job. And this is where Anakin does yippee. He says yippee. Yeah, what is that? Yippee! It's one of the... You're a, it's the first of a, a few yippies lemming? by this asshole. He's a fucking lemming can't stand it. I can't stand the yippies. Oh, the second that happened, I literally was like, it took me out of it. I went, that kid had a personality and a yippee all of a sudden. But why did he yippee? And Qui-Gon asks them if there's something on the ship that they could sell because they don't have anything that's worth anything in this spaceport. And they don't really have anything except the Queen's stupid clothes. And all I kept, <laughs> kept thinking is... Did Drop they bring the a bunch of the mat bagged luggage? <laughs> yeah. Did they have a bunch of matched luggage on the <laughs> ship? Did they bring luggage? Because how Why many outfits did the queen luggage? bring? Oh my god. Did, okay, I'm glad that we thought the same thing. Because I was like, did they bring a bunch of fucking 
outfits for her to change into? Apparently, she well, she has all her costumes she has to put on as the queen. Maybe they have extra outfits in all of the space pods that can leave the planet at any given time, just in just case. in case. I don't know. I find that really odd. Just drop the latch luggage. I mean, that's literally all I could think was at that point. <laughs> now hear this. <laughs> So they're walking through the spaceport because they don't have any money, but they're trying to find another dealer. And Jar Jar, being a moron, yep. goes by this wet market and he eats a wet he market just eats chicken. Something. Like, like what? you're gonna have to pay for that, you dipshit. Do like, you not you have thinking? stores where you live? Or you just And not only that, but you just had a conversation. Right. With Qui-Gon and company about how you don't have any money. So I guess this is this I guess he's doing this because he's a Sith and he's just trying to manipulate them into the next plot point. I mean it's gotta because, be, right? Or he's just a fucking moron. An absolute moron. Because he didn't even eat it. He just like sucked on it and then spits it out. Because the guy that's running the booth is like, You're gonna have to pay for that. And he know, spits it yeah. out and, and and he runs afoul of Sebulba. And Sebulba is this horse-headed monkey-armed thing? He's this weird-looking yeah. creature. Yeah. He kind of walks on his arms and his legs kind of right. dangle. Yeah, that's true. And Anakin stops him from getting murdered. So Anakin comes <laughs> up and kind of insults Sebulba. He's like, Jabba the Babada, Sebulba. <laughs> and you gave that way more energy than I think the kid did. <laughs> I think you're right. <laughs> So I don't know why I wrote this here, but Anakin is like, oh yeah, your your buddy here almost got himself beaten up by right. Sabalba. Anytime Jar Jar's in the picture, he deserves a fuck you, Jar Jar. So I think it's I think it's it's okay. It's warranted. It's fine. <laughs> and then for some reason we just go back to the ship for ten seconds. Yeah, and then not? we come back. And we come back to like old ladies got this like little shop and they're buying something so Qui-Gon's like well I hope you take credits and as he's given the credits Anakin gets a look at Qui-Gon's lightsaber so he kind of knows that he's a Jedi sure he's like keeping it to himself but he's like putting two to two together because Anakin's a smart little kid right and and he's smart alecky little kid yeah <laughs> and, and and the old lady's like there's a storm coming Annie so right. Anakin's like oh there's a sandstorm coming we can just go to my house, which I guess is big enough for all these people to stay at, even though you're a slave. I don't know. I don't well, think I that guess... the slavery thing needed to be in this movie at all. I don't understand why this backstory had anything to do with slavery. Yeah, I don't I don't really understand that at all, either. They're trying to just shove more things in that go unresolved. Because it goes unresolved, right? The whole no, slavery I mean, thing. It, he gets freed. Just the kid! Yeah, well, that's supposed to be motivation for what happens in the next movies. I know, I'm just saying, I guess. I guess it's a setup for the next one. It's just, okay, all right, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I think that, I think the that, I mean, I'm not telling. The whole then is a setup for I'm the next I'm not saying movie. it's good. I'm yes. saying that's the reason for it. So it gets resolved in the next movie. Well. The whole slavery thing. Uh. <laughs> How about the third one? By the third one, there's no need for it. Oh, okay. We'll talk about it when we get there. 
I mean, is there really if a need for it? Anyways, if you're listening to if, everywhere, if you if you're if you've got your your shelf life Star Wars pack, <laughs> and you're listening to all of them back to back, which I would. That's how I do things. Anakin warns them that there's a sandstorm coming, so they shouldn't try to get back to their ship. So he invites them over to his house. Right. So we go and we get to see Anakin's house, and for like a slave headquarters, it looks like just kind of a regular like it's just kind of a house right kind of a thing like yeah. they just kind of live in like a neighborhood so it kind of looks like a town home yes it does kind of look like a town home so they go in and, and you know his mom who is named shmi by the way is it's an interesting name is there and Shmi. Anakin decides to, because he's kind of flirting with Padme at this point. I yeah. mean, he was from the beginning by calling her an angel. I would think so, so. And it's a little weird because of the fact that one of them is 17 at the at the youngest. I mean, I would think. And one of them is what? What do you think he is? Like eight or um, nine in this? I, I'll, I'm going to say 10. No, maybe eight. I, I feel like with this show, and, and, and we, we've talked about Jake Lloyd and, and Anakin being a kid a little bit, it's so unnecessary to have him be a kid so that it makes these quote-unquote flirting or whatever, or I guess it's supposed to just be kind of like a friendship, but like clearly he's got like a crush on her. I think it makes so, it kind of yeah. awkward. Yeah. It's like and one I of those feel like, like childish crushes. It's not one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, it's cute because they're both similar aged and can flirt well, with each it's other. Like, it's like having it's a crush on like the babysitter. A, okay. Right, exactly. It's kind of weird. Well, I mean, it gets weirder when they like end up with each other. Spoiler alert. When they end <laughs> up with each other. In Lucas's notes, that's in some of the behind the scenes footage, it, it ha- he has Anakin... It says Anakin Skywalker, and in the parentheses it says age 9 to 20. And it's like, well, then why didn't you just make him the same age as Padme? Why does he have to be a little kid? That's a big gap. That's a, There's a lot of things that happened to a well, kid Well, it might have been a first draft or just his, his outline or his notes or something. Like, I don't know what it was, but... <sighs> but it, I think I would have gone... Made... If, he, if, he, if it was like more like 13, if he was in his teens, I'd feel more sure. comfortable. And make it, and and he's already like a big like mechanic kid, so like right. just have him be like into into making these pods and into the pod races and like almost like he's like a dragster, like almost like a greaser, like a fifties greaser type of character, you know? Sure, no, that makes sense. So at least then some of this makes a little more sense. But I feel like they couldn't do that because they needed they wanted a kid appeal. Anakin is having her see C-3PO. So he turns on C-3PO, oh, wait, wait, which is we, a... We didn't know that right away. Or did he say it was three C-3PO before he turned it on? Because it's like, all of a sudden, then he starts talking. And it's like, oh, I you know remember. it's C-3PO. I think he does call him C-3PO at some point, okay. but I don't remember. And it's weird because Plinkett's pointed this out, too, so it's not something that's new. But it's kind of weird that he's building this a protocol droid for his mom to help yeah his mom yeah we don't really know what his mom does like right does she clean for Watto? like what does she do yeah does she but... work for Watto too she must work I mean, for Watto because because like slaves. he was trying to he wouldn't let her let, right. let qui-gon take both of them yes qui-gon was trying to buy both of them from him or like free both of them from Watto. so if he's not allowing it that she must work for Watto. So I yeah. have no idea what she does because 
It just seems like Anakin's the engineer. C-3PO and these type of droids, which we've seen before, like they're mass produced. Right. They're droids that interpret for you. They're interpreters. That's what C-3PO is. And that's what the droid at the beginning of this movie was doing too. It was there to interpret if needed Hmm. between the Nemoidians and the Jedi. So it's like, why are you building a protocol droid for your mom? Like, what what, what does she do that C-3PO would be a suitable droid? And why would you be building a droid that's kind of like a mass-produced droid? Why wouldn't you build something different? I don't think he's building something, like, from scratch. I think it's more like he found the parts. I think he found the parts and thought, oh, I can make, I'll make this work again for mom to use. Sure. And maybe he's... For whatever reason. Right, for whatever reason. Like, I know it's an interpreter, but maybe they can do other stuff? Maybe yeah. that's, like, their main their main component? Like, that is what I mean, I, do. I guess he, can, he could still drive, do the dishes but... or whatever. Exactly. I'm sure that that's possible. It's very fan servicey, right? Like, it's stupid. It is. It's one, of those, it's one of those, it's just another one of, like, oh, yeah, it's a prequel, so we have to shove in as much of the characters from the original as possible but i mean like that's not necessarily true no you don't need to do that exactly you got the characters that you're following that's those are your prequel people and yet i still don't know who the main character is of the story studios do that all the time with fan service crap but this is i mean it's blatantly just there so that you know you can clap because c3po showed up and you can go i know him I didn't know Darth Vader built C-3PO. And then you go, interesting that he is the person who built C-3PO. I mean, is it though? Like, why? Like, it doesn't. Well, that's what I mean. Like, story. All right. Cool, I guess. And R2D2 meets C-3PO. So we get our meet cute between R2D2 and C-3PO. Right. And people get to clap because they know them. And they know that they're like a duo. Yeah. So that happens, and it doesn't really. But and I know, like I'm saying it like that, but it's just like it doesn't really progress the plot. It doesn't tell us anything about the characters, except for I guess that Anakin is a he's he's into mechanics and and building stuff, and he's really sure. you know he's, he's handy. Hands, he's handy, yeah. Is that helping? It's us? a trait. Yeah, I it's mean, it's trait. just a trait. It's just a thing. It's just a thing he does because it's not like anything in the originals really parallels the fact that he's handy this whole movie has a problem with setup and payoff true if you thought like oh well we're gonna make him handy and that's gonna pay off at the end maybe he has to repair something or come up with a way to like stop whatever but that doesn't happen well i mean it kind of does he was building his little ship he was building a pod racer yeah that's what i'm talking about yeah this whole pod racing thing (laughs) is it's a whole different movie this whole yeah, pod racing thing it's is so long. superfluous. We're on this planet forever. Oh my god, we, yes. We, every single thing, we were like going from here to here to here to here. And there's supposed to be some sort of tension or like a timeline. No, because there's no tension. Padme's, <laughs> or, or, not, or not, Queen Amidala's people are like suffering supposedly, or they have like this trade problem or whatever. Right. So they don't have, tr- you know, whatever resources coming in. But... We're supposed to, and, and we're supposed to assume that her people are going to starve or suffer or whatever. Right. But they're all fine. They're all perfectly <laughs> fine. Just hanging out on Tatooine for days. Right. 
to wait for this goddamn pod race. And but, they I don't mean, seem to think, it, okay, but we have to do this quickly. We have to do this quick. There's right. none of that. Yeah, there's no, like, oh, and maybe there's a different way we can fix the ship because that's how we have, that's the only reason we're here is because our ship is broken. So there's got to be some other way or some other person that can help us. Like, here's another thing. Why does it have to be the pod race? Why? The whole point of why, why is, they're doing this. Why is he obsessed with Anakin? Why? He's obsessed with Anakin because... I guess because Qui-Gon thinks he has some force in him. Because he's intuitive? Because he saw his lightsaber and went, oh, you're a, you're a Jedi. Well, no shit. I feel like anybody who would see the lightsaber would go, oh yeah, Jedi. Like, well, but, but I mean, I guess, I guess because he was like trying to keep it hidden. I, yeah, you're right. He doesn't, yeah, okay. So let's get to that. Okay. So they're having dinner with the... Skywalkers, our right. motley crew of people. And we learn some exposition because at this point, I've, I mean, I've heard in some places, they're like, well, what, you know, what makes them slaves? Why can't they just leave? What's keeping them there? Sure. And I think there's a line and it's kind of a tossaway line, but it is there. They say that if, and I didn't quite catch it. I don't quite understand it, but they say something about like each slave has a tracker in them and you don't know where it is. And if they try to escape, they'll blow you up. So... I guess that's how it sounds like just like a scare tactic. Yeah, that doesn't sound like they actually have one. There has nowhere in this entire movie. Now, it would be real interesting if they would show that they would show a slave trying to run away. And then this is a blow up kids. It's a show Uh, for kids. But we don't even know that's real. It's not even a real like issue. It's not something that actually is stopping them. As much as people clearly didn't question George Lucas, somebody said, well, why don't they just leave? So he just threw in a line about how they'll get blown up if they try to leave. Yeah, probably. It does feel like a very easily throwaway line, yeah. Because there is no, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, well, just put something in there about how they'll get blown up if they try to leave, and and then then you're fine. Terrifying. That line is mentioned. <laughs> Qui-Gon looks annoyed with Jar Jar at this point because Jar Jar keeps, he keeps like doing like a frog. Yeah. Because I mean, I guess he's part frog because he's Gungan or whatever. And he keeps shooting his tongue out and catching apples or whatever <laughs> these things are. Yeah. They look like apples. He's getting more annoyed. And as he's getting more annoyed, Anakin is being a kid. So he's sure. got he's got people to talk to now that aren't his mom and Watto. So he's basically like, I like this, and I like this, and do you guys know this? And he's like, he's like right. doing that. He's so he brings up kid. pod racing. Sure. Because pod racing is like his thing. So he's like, have you guys ever seen a pod race? Oh my god, I love pod racing. And so like, that's his... <laughs> That's his shtick. So, like, I will give it to then, like, that's an accurate portrayal of a kid. It's just that it's annoying as hell. And it's like, Absolutely. you're Darth Vader. <laughs> Stop acting like this. Yeah, it's weird to take Darth Vader and make him so childish. Like, actually show us his childhood. I don't know why. This is weird. There's something weird about it. Well, it, yeah, it's because it's kind of pointless. So Qui-Gon, because he wants to tell them he's a Jedi, because that's like, you know, probably how he gets chicks in a bars or whatever. Because <laughs> hey, he's like, I'm a Jedi. <laughs> I've got a lightsaber on me. And you want me to show it belt. to you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can see your shorts is as big, big as, as mine. mine. <laughs> 
because there's no reason for him to say this, but he's like, oh, well, if you're, uh, if you can race pods, then you must be like a Jedi. You must have Jedi-like and reflexes. I think that's stupid. I think it's dumb. That's a Are dumb you... reason to be so obsessed with Anakin you don't... and wanting well, him to become a Jedi. <laughs> Oh, you can well, raise a pod. <laughs> well, it, it also is it because he's a humanoid and can raise pods? Because does Sebulba is Sebulba? Uh, is he, is he a Jedi? That's like... what, that was my whole point. Yeah. Oh, all these other aliens could be Jedi, but only humanoids can be Jedi. So and... it's got to no, not just humanoids can be Jedi. The Jedi Council is a bunch of glee ploppy aliens. Well, then yeah, every single pod racer is a Jedi. So why are you obsessed with Anakin? So it just must be that being a humanoid, you'd have to have super reflexes. Well, and a child. So this is when he reveals that, like, well, you must be a Jedi because you had a lightsaber. Sure. Qui-Gon's like, all right, I mean, I guess you just keep asking enough fucking questions, so I'll answer. (laughs) And yeah, I'm a Jedi. What What of it? And then he's like, well, no one can kill a Jedi. And... I don't remember why he says that, but then Qui-Gon's like, well, I wish that were true, or whatever. Like, And that's, like, a nice little moment. Like, uh, Liam Neeson's trying in this scene to, like, sure. come on, kid, bond with me a little bit here. Yeah, right. I'm trying to get... <laughs> right, he's trying to bond with the, the child. I do think one thing that's interesting, though, is that Jar Jar, as stupid as he is, doesn't let slip that Qui-Gon is a Jedi. I don't... He that... probably doesn't even know... He yeah, just is like... I guess that's true. Because <laughs> I was thinking, like, he doesn't let slip, like, why they're there or sure. that Qui-Gon's a Jedi. He just kind of is, like, you know, doing his stupid crap he's in the background. He's just bumbling around, yeah. I guess because, again, he's a Sith, so, you know, he's, it's gotta he's, he's got to be thick. Right. I have to not tell anybody about this Jedi so that... I can get what I need done. <laughs> but I guess at this point, they do kind of ask the mom, like, is there any way that we can get some sort of money so that we can trade with Watto to get this part? And right. I guess at this point, they've convinced themselves that they have to go to Watto, even though they've tried I no other dealer. Why. And I guess they think, like, well, we don't have anything that anybody's going to take because Watto wouldn't take Republic credits, so nobody else is going to. Maybe somebody else would try a different... No, I, I don't think that anybody would take them because, I mean, think about it. In the market and everything, then there's going to be two different, separate ways of currency. And I think that they're saying, no, we're not doing Republic, period, here. So it's like you're saying, like, it's like crypto. No one's taking crypto. It's all yeah. got to be straight cash only. I I would think so. <laughs> Well, it doesn't seem like there's any or like if if there was Only a money. <laughs> if there was a place that he could go do an exchange for republic coins for whatever uh Oh yeah. Then maybe there's a coin sure. exchange somewhere. This but is it a doesn't spaceport. seem like it. It's a spaceport. There's people coming right. in and out all the From time. Everywhere. There's probably some sort of currency exchange. So why not the republic currency exchange then? He could just go exchange some money and then give it to Watto and leave. <laughs> and we're done <laughs> and we can leave this stupid place <laughs> so the mom tells them that gambling is a weakness for the traders that all the traders are really into gambling 
which I guess makes sense. You're in the middle sure. of this desert town, and these people clearly the pad racing thing is clearly just like what's what they do for fun. It's like sure. this. It's, it's what racing. they do on the weekends. They just go out and pod <laughs> race. Right. It's like drag racing, technically. Yeah, I, but they don't really saying, care like, if anybody's like not on the up and no. up, and they're like hitting each other, and yeah, it doesn't matter. It's, it's like so. it's what they do for fun, exactly. So, and that that, that almost draws the point. Like, I I feel like there was a draft of this where Anakin was older, and he didn't think it would sell enough toys, so he made him a little kid. Do you know what I mean? He might. He, he should just be a greaser. He should just be a greaser and be <laughs> and be a teenager and. And he races cars and does mechanical work. It just makes sense. It makes sense for him to be a little bit older. But yeah, it's the, we're not selling toys because it's, he's too old at that point. Children wouldn't be like, oh, I want to be like Anakin. I want to be like Anakin. Skywalker. Should anybody, though? Should anybody want to be Anakin? He makes the wrong well, choice. So he's a, he's a nice enough kid in this, but he's a he's a brat in the oh, second and third movie. He's always so... a brat. I don't know. Sad to gets on my nerves. They come up with a convoluted plan to have Anakin race his pod and win. And if he wins, they'll make a bet with Watto to get the part. Yep. that they need if they win. And this whole scene or this whole discussion of like what the pod race is going to be for, it, it's so slow and flat and lifeless and you just don't you don't really understand it unless right. you're like watching it multiple times. And the characters don't have a lot of emotion to them about it because they're just like it feels like they're going through the motions. Yeah, they're literally just reading their lines at the table right now. <laughs> and they're not acting. A, it just feels like they're just reading their lines. There's a point where Shmi, his mom, Mama Skywalker, doesn't want him to it be just in sounds the Padres. Like Smee from freaking Peter Pan, and I can't I know. stand it. Gosh. It's such a weird name. Like, is it is it based on some kind of, like some other name? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like. She clearly thinks that the pod racing is dangerous because clearly it is. We see fiery deaths in about 10 minutes in this movie. Oh, absolutely. And she doesn't want him to do it. But Padme tries to convince her by saying, like, well, she doesn't think that Qui-Gon would put him in any danger. And I was like, I don't think Qui-Gon gives a shit about this kid. He's trying to get this part so you guys can get to Coruscant to do whatever you need to do in the Senate. Right. And the other thing I was wondering here, because the mom eventually agrees to help them, do you think that Qui Gon Jedi mind tricked her? I, he it's could have. Clearly not a. He, it's not above him to oh do no, that. Oh no! Absolutely not. He's just like, you do. You allow your son to do this. <laughs> like I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't. We don't see it, but I mean, if if you if you see him wave his hand at all during that table scene, I bet he Jedi mind tricked her. Yeah, I don't I don't remember him <laughs> doing it, but I mean, I wouldn't I would not be surprised. Here's a random question that I ha that just popped into my head too. Uh-oh. So, their whole objective is to get to Coruscant so that Queen Amidala could present her case in front of the Senate. Yeah. Why can't they just hologram her in from Tatooine? Is it too far away? Isn't that an isn't that interesting? Yeah. Cuz they're means... cuz they're not you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can't, like, have Palpatine does it to everywhere. Case. He's just hologramming himself on every, every ship from Kingdom Come. Why can't she do it? 
Yeah. And, or at the very least, say, like, hey, we're stuck on Tatooine. Bring a ship. Palpatine is on Coruscant. So, right. like, contact him and be like, hey, can you get a ship to Tatooine and pick me up because we're stuck right. here? So that I could get... I, that would have solved the problem. 100%. Right? 100%. Okay. They wouldn't have been there for a week then. They would have just been there for, like, a day or two waiting for the ship at, to arrive. the queen Let's would get have been, like, maybe... They could have stayed. sticks yeah. around to pick up to watch the pod race you know <laughs> oh man but now that you've mentioned it it is kind of weird that i guess he just has a sense he's just got this force sense about about annie that yeah. he thinks that he's he's just this big hot shot we find out that anakin's never finished a race because the pod always crashes yeah and was like he almost wrecked the thing and there's a bad line that anakin has where he goes i saved the pod mostly and it just reminded me of that line from i think it's alien alien maybe it's aliens i can't remember but it's when it, they mostly come out at night mostly oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's such a weird line so qui-gon blatantly lies to wado says they have a pod because he's been using wado's pod anakin has so, yeah. and, and and he's been secretly building a pod himself so he's like, this is, okay, here's what I think, here's what I think they, <laughs> they decide. Because they're going back and forth about this deal, like we're in I a know. fucking Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, absolutely. And Wado will supply the boy. Mm-hmm. And the entry fee, so right. there's cash that needs to be up front. And they're going to use the pod that Wado thinks is... Qui-Gon's, but it's yep, really but it's Anakin's. actually Watto's. Oh, it's actually Anakin's. It's not Watto's. It's not Watto's that he's building up. It's just Anakin's no, that he's, he's building, building one, on the he's side. He's building one in secret, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, yeah. And then if they win, he can Watto can keep the winnings minus the entry fee and the part because they just want the part and they're like well you know you'll you'll make money off of this either way so why don't you just do it and then like at the worst you're out of this part why don't they just steal the thing from him i don't know he's lying and cheating like he's lying why doesn't anakin just give it to him thing (laughs) yeah just 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 have anakin steal it they all leave in the cover of night and get the hell out of there. That would be another way they could get out of this much faster. There's so many different ways they could get out of this without having to do this entire pod race. And again, there's going to definitely be movies where I defend things where it's like there's e- there's clearly an easier way out. But oh, yeah, sure. when the characters and when the plot and all this stuff isn't keeping you captivated or interested, you yeah. start questioning you start questioning what's going the plot on holes. because it's yes. yeah because it, because it's taking you out of caring about the movie and when right. you start not caring about the movie then you start questioning why things are happening if you if we cared about these characters like you do in like the original Star Wars for sure. instance i'm sure that there's things in the original Star Wars where we go well why don't you just do that and then that would have been so, you know like like exactly. all of the different sure. movies and tv shows that there's always the another way to do something yeah right Half the problems in most TV or movies could be solved if somebody would just pick up a fucking phone. Like, oh half my god, the time. yes. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> but if you are along for the ride, yeah. then it doesn't... It doesn't matter. You. Right, it doesn't matter. Who cares? 
I like the ones where like you're using phone and calling somebody as an example, but I do like the movies and stuff where oh the phone is broken or oh like there's no reception, stuff like that that at least <laughs> well, that gives it at yeah. least gives a reason why that isn't a solution then. You know, it's sure. just it's just that small little thing. But this there's really no reason why this actually has to occur for me at least but anyways darth maul Maul. (laughs) but it's only for like 30 seconds right i know yeah so meanwhile we meet darth maul moving on they're just hanging Uh... out on a balcony they're just hanging out on a balcony sidious sends darth maul to tatooine to try to find them or or he's supposed to hunt the galaxy to try to find them i he ends up on tatooine somehow right Yes. Yeah, it's literally just a throwaway scene again. I don't understand why it had to happen in the middle of them in the snow, it, the like the desert storm either. Yeah, it could have it, happened it, like, after all of this. It's like, okay, just it, make it make it a little bit more cohesive here. Come on. The pacing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not paced. It it doesn't no, it's it doesn't not fit paced right. Well, it's horrible. So we're still on this planet. And uh, I don't think we're getting off anytime soon here. And then you get these scenes where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan are talking to each other over their radio or whatever, their ham radio that they've both got. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like, oh, we're going to, you know, we might be stuck here longer if this doesn't work. And it's like, we've already been stuck here long, Qui-Gon. <laughs> like, if I were... If I were Queen Amidala, I'd be like, what the hell is going on? Do you want, do people not understand that this is serious? And well, my question is, what is, what is Obi-Wan doing? I don't know. What are they doing on the ship? They're just hanging out on the ship. I guess he's protecting the people on the ship, but she's got a whole security team. So they're just, what are they, they're just like twiddling their they're damn just there. thumbs, popping each other's assholes, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. <laughs> no, they aren't finna pop each other's assholes. They probably have a bunch of, uh, and, and they must have like food and supplies and stuff because they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're there for a while, unless they're going they, they, hunting they, on this desert planet. Exactly. I was like, they didn't even go, okay, well, let's send some supplies to the ship because we're going to be here for a while. Like nothing. The people on the ship are just sitting there. It's yeah, like they're twiddling their thumbs. Exactly. I guess. Huh. Or, or they're trying to get through to. Well, no, because Obi Wan t- says like, "Don't contact Naboo because it'll, it's like a trick." They're trying to they're trying to figure out where we're at. So like, don't try to contact anybody on Naboo or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like, that's not what they're doing either. So they're just sitting around. So they're not doing anything. They're not trying to contact <laughs> the Republic. They're not contacting Naboo. They're not contacting the lizard people on their ship. <laughs> not contacting the anything they're just playing games playing some card games i guess (laughs) yeah maybe (laughs) they should have came and watched the pod race right why not not? they're not doing anything constructive so quite this is where we lost rachel for (laughs) for a very key point in the characterization of anakin skywalker according to george lucas so qui-gon is talking with his with mama with mama skywalker mama and they're skywalker. Talk, and they talk about qui-gon's like you know if if he would have been born like in the republic we probably would have identified him as a jedi and he would have been training already yeah we would have stolen him away from you and started his training yeah exactly. that's what it seems like right <laughs> and i don't understand so 
there's a line in Empire Strikes Back where Yoda says, and it feels like he's saying it because just because he's looking for an excuse to not train Luke, because he t- says like oh, he's too old, I can't train Luke. But Luke is like 21 or whatever sure, in that so movie. So he is a little too old. I could see that if they're supposed to be children. Yeah. So like, if you want to be like, oh, you know, we train them when they're teenagers or whatever, you know. But I. <sighs> They, they train they them when they're five like, years old. As we learn, yes. It does seem like a very... It, they're like Spartans. They're like taken from their moms and... Yeah, they're like taken and broken. Huh. What is this? Like, that's weird. There's something sketchy with these Jedi that they're stealing children from their parents and going, no, they're Jedi now. You yeah, can't... These... Like, just because they have... Jedi. Like, we found out they have the Force. Oh, you don't get to keep this kid. They're ours now. He's our child now. <laughs> I guess it's a it's a great honor to be a Jedi or something. I don't know. Like, Some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, great and, honor. Okay. So, I don't know. So, they all say she seems skeptical. Like when he, she's say like his her face, she's kind of like, oh really? You steal my kid? All right. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I guess I guess it's a better life than being a slave, I suppose. Yeah, but, but then you're not with your family anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the choice that needs to be made by Anakin. Qui-Gon, wondering why he thinks that he's such like a... Per- he-, he could be a Jedi. He's like, oh yeah, who's his- who's the dad? Which is kind of an odd thing to ask. Cause, yeah. You know, <laughs> like it's just Jedis kinda... don't have children. They're not supposed to. They're not allowed to. So it shouldn't even matter who the dad is. Yeah, that's stupid, too, but we'll get into that probably in, in <sighs> Attack of the Clones more. <laughs> Apparently, I know about this stuff a little bit more. <laughs> and Shmi says, Shmi, I there was no it. father. I carried him. I raised him. He's my son. Had he been born in the Republic, we would have identified him earlier. The Force is unusually strong with him. That much is clear. Who was his father? There was no father. I carried him, I gave birth, I raised him. I can't explain what happened. You're saying, you're saying virgin birth. I'm saying raped. Okay, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I don't know if you think it's Watto's kid? You think Watto's kid? No, I don't think it's a Watto's kid. Uh, I'm gonna let Anakin leave. He's my, he's my boy. That or one night stand. She just had a one night stand with some random dude, and now she has Anakin. Okay, that's what I would like to be the case, Rachel. That's what I would like to be the case. I think that makes more sense because I thought she's saying it like you would say if you were a single mom and you were like, "No, right. there is no dad. No, like, there is no it's dad. Just me. It's just yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't matter. He's out of the picture. Right. But later on." <sighs> Qui-Gon says in front of the Jedi Council that he was born of the Force and they all go along with it. They don't question it. She <laughs> might say at some point, I, I don't know what happened. There's no way to explain it, which maybe she's just fucking lying to him. I, that's my only hope, that, he's, that she's just lying to him. Uh, this has been accepted by people that... I don't know if it's been accepted by people that love the movie or not, but it definitely has been accepted as a reason to hate odd. this movie. And it's because it's like, why does it have to be a virgin birth? Why is he space Jesus? 
Darth like, Vader. I really don't think he is. Well, that he's space antichrist because he chooses <laughs> no, because the wrong way. Not at the very, very end. I know. Not at the end. I know. So, But he kills a lot of people along the way. Okay. <laughs> but, like, I kind of wonder. It makes this. It makes the entire character better if you think that Qui-Gon Jinn is just a moron. I get Interpreted I what she was saying wrong. Yes. And it's actually that she just didn't want to say who the father was. I but think I that's do, exactly what it is. But I do think she says something about, like, there's nothing to explain. Like... Or, and she's just lying to him too maybe that's it but they say it at different parts throughout the rest of this trilogy that like because he's the chosen one because he is born of the force and he's he's a hundred percent midi-chlorian or whatever i also think that each one of them was also born of the force then i mean here's here's my problem here's my problem okay wouldn't all jedi technically be be born of the force because why else would you be a jedi (laughs) It was a one-night stand. I like one of the concepts that comes out of Last Jedi, which is kind of like, you don't have to be born with Force powers. Anyone can learn it. You just have to discipline your mind to do it. I know some people didn't like that. I kind of do. I kind of like that idea. It's a bit bit more spiritual in a way. Yes. Because then you can become one with the Force, with your surroundings. Anybody could become, yes, a Jedi if you... Like if that. you concentrated and and you studied with them and stuff like that, right? Yeah. I like but that's not that. what this movie says. This movie doesn't say that. This movie says it's science because we cut to Obi Wan giving a blood <laughs> test to Anakin, <sighs> and it's because and then he sends the blood test to Obi Wan, who's like, "Oh my goodness, there's so many many chlorines in here. It's it's more many chlorines than Master Yoda even." I guess midi chlorians are supposed to be like the scale of the force, like how much of the force you have it in you. It's in your DNA. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's DNA. It's DNA. It's a DNA test. Maybe that's why he gave the blood test to see if Shmi was full of shit. And it's like, oh no, he's actually, <laughs> he's actually half. He's half Yoda. <laughs> you know what would be a good? Oh no, that's not a good twist. If Sidious seduced Shmi Skywalker and Palpatine is the dad. (gasps) So that's why he like takes an interest in making him into Darth Vader. No, I like that. You know? Yeah, no, that would be be interesting. And that sticks with the whole crux of Star Wars where like everyone needs to be related. So then, oh, now like we have like a lineage going on of like... Oh, yeah. You know? No, I do like... I like the thought of that. I think it would be more interesting if she doesn't tell who the father is because it's Palpatine. And then Palpatine is the father of Anakin and the grandfather of Luke and Leia. Yeah. I like Why not? That. It's just as dumb as Ray being the granddaughter of, of Palpatine. <laughs> it's that's just he, as stupid. Because he's just going around spreading it. He's spreading like his Thanos. seed. And have, yeah, yes. he's just... He's trying to get the best. He's, be- he's trying, trying to, to have get the a, best an lineage. Yeah, yeah. that like makes it. sense. I Why are like we doing... that. George. Okay, we're stopping it here. We're cutting. That's it. I don't want to talk about the rest of this movie. Why are we doing this for you? Twenty years later, George Lucas. Before we go, <laughs> before we continue for one second, I am looking at the Star Wars fandom wiki. Yeah, and on this. 
it says Qui-Gon senses a strong presence of the Force in Anakin and feels that he may be the chosen one, the one that will fulfill a prophecy by bringing balance to the Force. The thing about bringing balance to the Force doesn't make a whole lot of sense either, because they talk about how there's no Sith. They, like, haven't seen a Sith in centuries or well, that, whatever. Well, then that makes sense why he's going to bring balance, because he's going to be a Sith. Because he's going to be a Sith. Right. Yeah, so of course he's going to bring balance because there has to be some evil to have good. <laughs> yeah, so again, th- this Jedi Council They're is idiots. so fucking dumb. They're horrible. <laughs> they can't even do their own shit. This is what you guys prophesized, and you can't even understand it yourselves. Come on. <sighs> I mean, they don't like him. They don't want to train him, and that, but... The thing is, is, I think if they didn't train him, I think he would have gone to the dark side faster. So anyway, we're still on this planet, and we haven't even gotten to the pod race yet. And if Jake Lloyd wasn't bad enough, now there's a collection of shitty kids, and they've got to be, like, producer kids or something. <laughs> These are, they're horrible. They're all horrible, and there's fake yeah. laughing, and one of these kids sticks around too long. He's just this, like, little <laughs> kid that's, like, must be Anakin's best friend. And sure. this whole time when he's, like, building the pod race, there's Jar Jar in the background doing his wacky hijinks for no one, for no one in particular. And I do have a question for all of you out there, lifers or not, that are listening. If Jar Jar is a Sith, what the hell's he doing all this bullshit in the background for? Because he's doing this for no one. No one's paying attention to him <laughs> stick his goddamn tongue into the stupid light beam. That doesn't make him a Sith. He's not doing this for any purpose. He's just an idiot. Is he doing it for our purpose? Does he know we're watching him? Does he know he's he's in a movie? He's breaking the fourth wall. That's how part of the force he is, Kevin. He is a part of the force that he knows we're watching. In my opinion. And he just goes, good, good. You are listening to me and doing what I want. Good. And then he goes, oh, I charge her. And then it just starts going back. Oh, man. Padme does end up having to save Jar Jar from being killed by the thruster because he had his arms stuck in it. Yeah. And so again, like, oh, I guess he did that. You know, oh, ho, ho, funny. It's funny because he's he's (laughs) dumb. Padme's just like, okay, I guess I'll get this idiot's arm out of this thing. (laughs) On a side note then, Darth Maul's ship lands on Tatooine and he sends some drones out to find our gang. And I will say this. Darth Maul, for a character design, he looks cool as hell. Oh, no, he looks cool, yeah. He's a really cool-looking character. You can tell he's supposed to be, like, intimidating, but he doesn't do anything. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. In this movie. And I've seen some people defend the movie to be like, well, but he's a great character in, like, The Clone Wars, and if it weren't for this movie, wouldn't have... That's that's not judging the movie, though. Yeah. Just because they came up with a good character and people expanded on what the character could be, in this movie, he doesn't do anything. No, he he's not do a anything. good character. It's so weird that they put him in this. Well, they wanted a villain, and, and he was the hottest-selling toy. They wanted a villain? They what, Who's the freaking villain in this entire movie? It's Luke him? Gunray That's the bad guy? Him, I got. But he's like a, a heavy. He's like a Bond villain heavy, where you got to get through him to get to the next villain. I guess. Well, Rachel, we've made it. We have made it to the day of the pod race. And it feels like this whole thing, like I said, could be a different movie. Instead, it's just like a distraction. Oh, yeah. And I know that the first 50 minutes of Return of the Jedi is like a side mission to get Han. 
but it's part of the overall plot. We know sure. these characters. We understand these characters. We know why what their motivations are and why they would go out of the way to get Han first before going back to the main plot of taking down the Empire. And it's fun. Mm-hmm. And it moves. You get a lot of interesting characters like Jabba and stuff. Right. This is... It's so flat. <laughs> and, uh, and it's so weird. So Qui-Gon decides to make another <laughs> wager. This time... He puts the boy up against the pod, and he he actually wants the boy and his mother. And, and Watto's like, "Oh, this isn't worth. I'm not gonna give you two slaves for a pod racer. Get out of here!" Right. So he's like, "Okay, fine, just the boy." And Watto's like, "Well, I'll tell you what. He's got a dice in his pocket, and he's like, if it lands on the whatever, the blue, it's the boy. If it's the red, it's the mom, or whatever." And Qui Gon cheats again yep. to make sure he gets the boy. <laughs> He can't even let it be 50-50. He cheats a lot. I mean, maybe Qui-Gon is part of the balance issue as well. Maybe he's actually, uh, like, a little bit closer to, like I said, a chaotic neutral. He's in that middle zone where he kind of crosses the line sometimes to get what he wants. I don't think all the Jedi were technically supposed to be doing that. Maybe that's why he didn't want Obi Wan to come with him. He's like, "Ah, eh, you stay back at the ship. I got some <laughs> you're gonna, you're shit gonna to do judge right now. all of my, judge me when I cheat all the time." Yeah, exactly. So we cut to this like big NASCAR stadium where they're gonna do this race, and people from all over like this planet or like the the planets, because because again, it's just it's their form of entertainment. It's what they do for fun, and. Right. There's this little kid with Annie who, like, must, like I said, is, like, probably his best friend or whatever. And I think his name is Kidster, but he's more annoying than Anakin. (laughs) Of course. Not as annoying as Jar Jar, though. Well, very few things in life are. I'll say this about Jar Jar before going ahead. I thought that it was probably overblown because I, and I thought, like, oh, yeah, Jar Jar, like, it's funny that everybody hates Jar Jar, but he can't possibly be, like, as bad as people say he is. No, he is. He's, he's 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 really he's bad. Yeah. He's re- a really bad character. Right. So there's this two-headed commentator. I wrote this well, down because split it... personality. Yes. I think, I think that's what they're doing here. Is like, oh, split personality. Yeah, it's that old it's that old gag. And he goes through and in the if you're watching the extended version, this pod race scene gets even longer because they go through every fucking alien. Yeah. In this race. Yep. Every single one. They cut a few of them out in the theatrical version, but in, in the extended version, they go through every one. Yeah, this this went on for a while. And it's almost like it's just for the video game. It's almost like, here's all the playable characters that you're going to be when you win right. the podcast. Or exactly. Pod, the podcast game. <laughs> That's a boring-ass <laughs> game. The pod <laughs> racing game comes out. Yeah, they even so, they do like the Olympic flags and everything in this oh scene. Oh my god. It's like, and it's like it's like this is the end of a different movie. It really You know is. what I mean? It's like it's like we were watching like this whole thing where he's becoming a racer and now he's going to the Olympics and this is and, this and is the, the big one, guys. This is it. Here we are. Yeah. We finally made it. And if he it. wins, he wins his freedom and that's the end of the story. Right. That's a whole different movie. Let's go through some of these do we have things? To? I don't think we really have to. They're just a bunch of different aliens. Let me let me say. There's there's a bulba. There's right. like a cow. Yeah. There's a deer looking thing. 
Right. A, a droopy dog looking character. Yeah, that's a good, yeah, that's a good description. Some sort of like armadillo wolf hybrid <laughs> character. There's like a more traditional alien, uh, but he's got the three stooges are his droid team. That of is course. his like pit crew. Yeah. There's one that looks kind of like a, uh, uh, I can't pin my pinpoint it but it's like a regular alien but like with one of those like big sphere heads like flat sphere heads and uh, we get yeah. to learn that he just like had a, a baby yeah, yeah yeah almost like a yeah yeah it does <laughs> yeah it's kind of a predator head but it's a predator head with like a duck body or like <laughs> right yeah <laughs> and we find out that he just had a baby his like wife just got out of the hospital they say i think that's oh, only yeah in the, in that's the such a cut. weird that's such a thing to say and i'm glad that they're letting us know who all these creatures are because they're all gonna die at fiery deaths oh absolutely throughout this entire crash. i mean i that's why they told us about the the guy with his baby because they should be somewhere in the background later on like the mom crying with the child because <laughs> the dad is dead oh when that guy gets it too he makes the best noise he makes like a <laughs> it's like the best like I, I literally laughed. I laughed and applauded. Oh, man. There's a, a an actual fart joke in this. There's a fart joke. Jar Jar's doing God I knows what. I missed it. And one of these alien camels farts. No, go find it. Because I don't want to find you, it. I hate fart jokes. <laughs> it's a really good fart noise, though. I think ILM spent, like, days just perfecting this fart. <laughs> There you go. It's a great fart noise, Kevin. It just sounds like a big wet one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Anakin can't even just like get in the pod without making a noise. He's like, whoa! Because Qui-Gon picks him up and puts him in. It's like, right. shut up, kid. Just shut up. <laughs> and... Well, the thing is, is it, like, it makes sense for him to be a kid, but he's also going to be in this like race that's everybody's gonna die so it feels so <laughs> odd that he's like a child and is in this death race and still is acting like a race. kid and you're just like okay what's the movie where they're in the desert and it feels kind of mad max-ish where yes the, yeah this uh this world could yes if it, if suddenly it, furiosa came barreling down the in the pod, yeah, she could fit right in. But You're the, right. It, it's Mad Max. She would beat the shit out of all of these stupid exactly. aliens. Exactly, but though. I mean, that's my point. Is like, it feels like they they made these pods because it's a death race, and whoever gets to the end, you know, wins. And <laughs> if everybody dies, it doesn't matter. They kind of show that most of these things. I mean, we're saying fiery death and stuff like that, but they kind of show that most of these things don't actually die. Yeah, sure, because it's a children's movie. It's a children's right. movie, so they're like, well, they can't it's a movie die. for kids. You know, it's it's Wiley e. Coyote. You bonk him on the head. He's yeah. fine. Well, I don't know. I want the stakes to be higher. I want it to be a death match. Then <laughs> give me some stakes in this movie. There are none. I'm sorry. <laughs> there are plenty of stakes. His freedom is on the line. So uh, yeah, the, the force part, theme... I guess, for the ship where they could just go steal it right now while everybody's here because everybody <laughs> is that, here. Go that steal is the also part, true. Have Obi Wan go Obi-Wan take the part? It. 
the because, first that would be even better. So they have Obi Wan in the background going to get the part because then like Anakin loses or some shit, and then it's like they're not gonna get it. But then they do get it, and then they steal Anakin and his mother and and fly away. The Force theme plays here when Qui-Gon's telling Anakin or getting him ready for the race. I don't know if this is really the best use of the Force theme, because it's a great little theme. I really enjoy the Force theme. So I was a little like, oh, I don't know if this belongs right here. Yeah. And then we get Jabba Duhut. Jabba Duhut comes out. Right. Looking, looking young and slim. <laughs> looking like a... Uh... Like a real great slug. Yeah. He looks like, uh, he looks like he's... This is when he was a beefcake. <laughs> yeah exactly and he kicks the race off or says right. like oh, oh, about race or whatever he says i thought you were and about to say wookie nipple pinchy so. nipple <laughs> they're getting ready to race and padme's like you jedi are reckless the queen wouldn't approve of this Qui-Gon's like, the queen trusts my judgment and so should you. And he's she's like, oh, you assume too much. Because it's supposed to be like all of our like winky winky, like she's really the queen. <laughs> we know she's the queen. We Does don't he actually know that know she's that, the queen. Though. Why no, wouldn't we don't know he? That. Yeah, we like, don't know should, it. So it's not even a wink he, to us. But he should, should he pick up it. on it because of the force? Because he's something? a Jedi? No, because he's probably drunk all the time. So he can't really <laughs> tell what's in front of him. <laughs> I think the Jin and Qui-Gon Jin is for Jin. <laughs> I also so, agree. This race goes on for I kid you not, folks at home, thirteen minutes. Well, you did forget the fact that somebody tampered with his ship, right? So I can't even tell late. if that. I can't tell if that. Oh, oh is that what it does? Because I was like, I don't even know yeah. if that has anything to do with the race. Well, then he's but a it's, really that's... bad racer if he can't even start off well, but they do tamper with his pod. It makes him stutter, and then he starts, and then, oh, he's in the back. Is he going to be able to get up? And then, yes, 13 minutes later, you just want to go through that. You this. just want to skip right through the race. I really there do. So what, is, what, is gonna, what is good? Go ahead. You already said it's a. we had the great scream from the man who just had a baby. We that had... was a great scream. <laughs> Oh, I called him a duck alligator in my notes, <laughs> so I don't know why. He does look like it. a duck alligator, yeah. That uh, the long mouth. Droopy face can't get his thing to work, and it's oh my god! This is during this whole sequence. There was a point where I I literally was like, okay, we get it. Like it it goes on so long. They show you the entire race. The thing is, three laps, they show the whole thing. They don't cut any of it. It's just too much. There's Tusken Raiders. They start shooting them. Like, I couldn't tell if the Tusken Raiders were shooting at them as part of the gimmick. Like, that's their way of contributing. Or if they're Maybe. like, get off of our land, quit having these pod races. Maybe it's a little bit of both. They made it part of the track because they knew that they were going to shoot at them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if they would have made this the movie too, or a side movie or whatever, where this is the big climax, and they would have showed like a small race or explained what was going on right. or how the race works, then you would have been like a little bit more invested in it. Right. And exactly. again, this is where aging them up would have been nice or whatever. But Or making this the movie... If they Which really I, wanted it to be this, I wouldn't long have liked it. If, I really wouldn't have liked it if it was all about pod racing, though. Oh, I'm not either. saying I would have liked it. I'm just saying that <laughs> they pretty much wanted to make this the movie. I wrote a bunch of notes. I wrote like two paragraphs about 
droopy faces blowing up and all this stuff is happening and the race is still going so let's just cut to the end of the race right he pulls a heavyweights trick by going straight in the air yes. and he jumps over Sebulba. yes and that's not the end of the race it's still going so right. then Sebulba starts like ramming the his anakin's pod yep. try to make sure that he can't beat him, but it, it kind of backfires on him a couple of times and Anakin ends up winning. So Anakin wins the race and everybody celebrates and everybody's happy. Right. That was 15 minutes of the movie. The best part, I don't even, I, I think it was intended <laughs> as a joke, is they cut to Jabba and he fell asleep <laughs> watching the race. It is such a good joke. That's a good I... joke. I do like that. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really easy. In 13 minutes of a race, he's barely seeing what's going on. He's just like, eh, just going to doze off for a second. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We're done with that. So Padme hugs Annie and says they owe him everything. Just, I thought that was strange. And his mom's like, We're, I'm so proud of you. You've given people hope. This whole thing seems a bit much. He's not Katniss Everdeen. He didn't win no. the fucking Hunger Games. No. He won a pod race. But, no, it's a death match. It is like the <laughs> Hunger Games, but in racing, I'm telling you. So you think all of, in reality, all of those racers are dead? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Fight to the so, death. Wado is all upset because he's like, I've lost everything. And he lost Anakin. How did he, gets he lose to... everything? He only yes. lost Anakin. He lost Anakin. He gets to keep this pod. He gets the winning He's got a money. lot of money. He could go buy another slave if he wanted to. Right. So I don't really think he won anything. I think you'd have to infer that he made a side bet oh, against Annie. Maybe. And lost and thought, because and he made a probably, side bet. That makes sense. They should have shown that. Yeah, that would have been better if, you know, we knew that. Because otherwise, because I don't just understand like, his thoughts. Yeah. All you lost was Anakin Skywalker. You lost this nine-year-old Did you love kid. him that much? Like, did he... Because <laughs> he's the dad. He ran the business. Oh, no. God, could you I've imagine? I lost my son. You're going to take him a boy. <laughs> now Qui-Gon would be really confused. He'd be like, no, I thought she was a, a virgin birth. <laughs> Because Qui-Gon doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> no, he's not paying attention. He's really Qui -Gon not paying is attention. Qui-Gon is getting drunk at the Thanksgiving table. Like, Absolutely. Is, at the Jedi Council party, he's the one that's putting the lampshade on his head. Oh, oh yeah. He <laughs> lost his pants. It's it's a bad it's a bad time. Wado's like, you can't have Annie. And Qui-Gon's like, well, do you want me to get the huts and maybe they'll like settle this dispute for what, us? And Wado's like, take him. Take the ship and get out of here. It's very, um, oh, what is, what is it? What does that just remind me of where they're like, take it and leave? Oh, like, it's like, a, it's like in the Ten Commandments when Ramses is telling Moses, like, just take them and go. Like, right. he's so bad. Right. I think that it would have been smarter for Watto to be like, go get the huts. Yeah, go because ahead. the huts are corrupt. Right. They're going to side with Wado uh, over this outlander. Right, you like, don't belong uh, here anyway. Yeah, he doesn't so belong would, here anyway. Why would anything that you have said be of high importance? It's not. Yeah. So, like, yeah, screw screw this hippie guy. Like, yeah, wa yeah we side with, with Wado. He's our best mechanic. 
our only mechanic, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try one of the smaller dealers. They go back to the ship with the part and everything, and Obi-Wan's like, oh god, you bought a boy, didn't you? It sounds like something he's done before. Like, oh no, you did it again. I have to go take him back to his parents. What are you doing? There's some some creepy undertones there. Uh, Basically, a priest came into town and stole Uh a boy. He was very (laughs) obsessed with Anakin and took him. They go back to the Skywalker house, and... Qui-Gon's like, you're free, you... and Anakin, with, with another bad, like, line, is like, you mean I get to come with you on your starship? They're explaining, They're explaining to him that... They're explaining to him, yes, you were bought by a Jedi, and now you have to leave forever. <laughs> right. So they're trying That's to explain That's really what's happening! Yeah, and his, and his mom's like, goodbye to your mother! That's it! Well, he does, he does. And his mom's like, you know, it's up to you, and he does another yippee, which annoys me. But he figures out eventually that his mom's not coming. Exactly, that's my point! (laughs) He thinks at first that his mom's coming with, I think. Yeah, I think he does too. I think he thinks, oh, we're both leaving. Yay, we're no longer slaves. No, your mother's still a slave and you're going to become a slave to the Jedi. Have fun. He gets to have a life where he gets to travel the galaxy and do all sorts of fun stuff. He still is being, uh, it's fine. Sure. (laughs) If that's He's getting to go to boarding school or whatever. I guess, yeah, I guess that's a good way of thinking of it. And there's some heavy-handed dialogue by Mama Skywalker about not liking change, but she tells him to go. She she encourages him to go. Sure. There's another pointless scene where he turns C-3PO on and tells him he's sorry he couldn't finish him. He'll make sure Mom doesn't sell him, which I can't remember if she does or not. Maybe she doesn't. Wait, uh, maybe she does, and that's why he ends up where he is. <laughs> I think it's he's not in, like he you know, stays with the Skywalkers. C-3PO, I do remember C-3PO being in Attack of the Clones, though. I just don't remember what, how they find him. So maybe they do find him when they find the mom or something. I can't remember. Maybe He's worried because he's like, am I going to ever see you again? As they're doing the exit. So they're trying to do like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So here's my question. Why can't he see his mom again? Even if you want to be like, oh, the training's rigorous and it's like a few years. Like, But when he gets older, why can't you let him visit? Why can't he visit on a random weekend? What is the big deal? Well, because your your new family is now the Jedi. I yeah. I, I guess, think that's I guess what that's it, it is. I think they're like, no, you're no he's, longer. He's taken the black. You can't have emotion because you can't have emotion. The thing about not ha- not being ties. able to have emotion is stupid. That that you doesn't make emo- any sense. I I think it's the dumbest thing ever, but. I think that's the point, is you can't have emotional ties because anything that goes on with your family, your friends, or any of that would sway you, and you can't be swayed. You have to be partial, You have uh, impartial, I'm sorry, you have to be impartial, and you have to be a neutral so you're not biased about anything. That's how they live. I guess. I don't know. I don't buy it. I don't believe in it, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. So as they're going back to the ship... Those mall droids see something. He gets on this really awkward motorcycle thing. It's almost like a scooter that you would get if you're older and you can't walk around the store anymore. <laughs> like, that's what he gets on. It's not a very intimidating looking thing. But he tracks them down, and there's a very brief fight between Qui-Gon and Darth Maul. And they're telling him, like, get on the ship and take off. And Obi-Wan's like, oh, take off. Qui-Gon jumps onto the ship and they get away before Darth Maul, you know, can can continue attacking them or stopping them. Sure. And then Anakin and Obi-Wan get to meet each other. And they all laugh and the three of them are like, oh, oh, these adventures that we have. There's a brief scene 
because now that we're off of Tatooine, everything can be brief again. Sure. Where Viceroy and that governor guy who, hang on, because the governor's name, do you remember what, you know what the governor's name is, Rachel? I don't. C.O. Bibble. <laughs> C.O. Bibble? C.O. Bibble. Interesting. Mm-hmm. What an interesting name. Indeed. So there's a small scene between Viceroy and the governor of Naboo, and he rebukes that they are a democracy, and that the because the viceroy is like, oh, you're, when your people are suffering, kind of bend to our will or whatever. And the governor says back in reply, they're a democracy, and the people have decided. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like his, <laughs> it's such, a, it's like a non sequitur. I cannot it, remember yeah. exactly what the line is, but sure. it makes no sense compared to what viceroy said. Right. So we go back on the ship, and Padme sees. The message that uh, Obi-Wan thought was fake, which is basically like they're all suffering and your people are starving and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And for a second, I thought maybe she was going to contact them, which would probably give away the reveal. But I thought like maybe she would because she's like worried Mm -hmm. that she would do something that she would make a mistake. Sure get a reveal that she's the queen or you don't even have to do that. You can just say like the handmaiden did it herself and she screwed up. That would have been interesting. That would have been interesting. And, and it would give her that way. It would give her some agency. It would give her like something like she did something to cause something to happen in the plot. Right. Versus just being and being, just being there. there. Just being an observer. So she sees Anakin and he's cold because space is colder than that hot ass planet that they were on. And they show in the behind the scenes that they actually went and filmed in a desert and it was like 130 degrees or whatever when they sure. were filming it. So I guess they were all really filming hot, feeling hot. So there was that. They actually did build a lot of the sets and stuff, which That's is interesting. And and it got blown down by like a sand, an actual sandstorm oh, too. It makes me think like maybe Lucas was just like screw it, like we're doing the whole thing in CGI, for, like we're just green screening and blue screening the whole oh, rest of be. this thing. I do not remember. So Anakin gives Padme like this little like bracelet necklacey thing. Yeah. I don't know if we ever see it again. I, I, I truly don't. It, there's never a callback in the other movies, even? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't remember. Well, write it down. We'll have to see if there's going to be a callback. Yeah. Write that down. <laughs> write that down. It's a bit motherly. She, she's his babysitter here. Yeah. Like, she she very, very much comes off as his babysitter. Yeah, absolutely. So we now we finally reach Cor- Coruscant. I almost called it Coruscant, like Jake Lloyd did. <laughs> Coruscant. The whole planet is a city. So it's my personal hell. Because the whole thing is just this giant city. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it. Give me some trees. Chancellor Valorum and Palpatine were waiting for him. It feels kind of weird that the Emperor was from Naboo. It's like weird that he's from just like this Venetian planet. Yeah, a little bit. That Jar Jar, like the, the fact that Palpatine and Jar Jar Binks are from the same planet is strange. Well, I could say the same about some people on this planet too, but. <laughs> it's a good rebuttal. I suppose he could have, like, moved there to become a senator. Like, you know how, like, politicians move around. Oh, yeah. To be close. So be... I guess maybe right. that's what he did. Yeah, he's probably from somewhere else, and he moved there because it's like, uh, I can definitely I become could, a senator. I can win. I can win the I can race win on here. Naboo. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. backwater palatted with all those weird <laughs> fish creatures. There's a bunch of crap going on in the background. And it's distracting because there's just ships flying everywhere in the background. It's so dense. There's so much going on in every frame. And it's a special. A lot of traffic. 
a lot of traffic in this place. I would hate living there. <laughs> There's a special session of the Senate that's about to take place to talk about the blockade. Jar Jar and Anakin go off with the Queen and, and company. I have no idea what Jar Jar says at this point when he's he says something to Annie about the Queen, but yeah. I have no idea what he says. The Queen are being grossly nice, I methinks. So is he just trying to say she's being awfully nice? Oh, maybe. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's saying grossly nice because it's like it's their terminology for awfully nice. Right. Okay. Yeah, there you go. That's what he's saying. Right. Uh, great. Thank you. Now Thank I understand you for... what Jar Jar Binks is saying. Great. You're, you're my Jar Jar interpreter. Oh, no. Oh, you are a friend of the Gungans. I would hate my job. So we cut to a scene where Palpatine and Amidala are talking about the Senate. And I hope that you can take time. Blah, 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 blah. And Palpatine is trying to basically <laughs> manipulate him. Palpatine's oh. basically telling her that the, the Chancellor has no real power. Right. That they're a bunch of squabbling bureaucrats. They're, oh, there's been like a bunch of scandals that are totally untrue, but like people are kind of don't, you know. So he's, he's doing that kind of a thing. Right. And, he, and if they would push for a new leader or a new election for a new Chancellor, maybe we could get a Chancellor that can do some, that could stop the blockade. Okay. That's the whole point of that scene. Yeah. And I understand what's going on as an adult. I, I <laughs> probably did not understand what was going on as a kid. Right. Why and would it's, you? It's a, yeah. And it's a fair enough political plot, but it's just not told in a very engaging way. Sure. If the movie really is for kids, there is no way that they would know what the hell's going oh, on absolutely there. absolutely not. If it's for kids, shouldn't they at least understand the plot of the movie? <laughs> you would think so. Maybe he doesn't think kids understand plots and all <laughs> they want are weird characters and fighting. Yeah, yeah. Which isn't but you're true. Not even re- which is true because kids are dumb. But no, no, you no, don't no. Really... it's not fully true. Some kids take the story in. Some kids could recite you a story that they love, like from a movie and show and stuff. Well, like if that. it was, if but it how was could done... they recite this? Well, hold on. Now we have to go to chapter six of uh, the legal papers. Like, what is right. this? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I and it's not fully formed because no. If you want to show us how like the Senate is corrupt, it kind of goes back to our thought of like show us that there's a recession going on. Right. Show us that the that the Senate is corrupt. Show us that stuff. All we ever get is told this stuff. Right. There's a lot of talking, not a lot of showing. Right. And you can tell stories. You can tell stuff through the dialogue. That's fine. But a lot of the character, like you said, the character development is just them saying it rather right. than us actually seeing it. So we get to meet the Jedi Council. Qui-Gon warns the Jedi Council that he thinks Darth Maul is a Sith. And the Council is made up of a bunch of weirdos. The only two that seem to talk are Mace Windu and Yoda. That's uh, like true. they're the only ones that seem to have any power on this thing and then maybe like the third guy on the council in charge is that that it looks like a log or a penis head i don't know what it is <laughs> a log or a penis head. you know who i'm talking about yeah i know who you're talking about <laughs> he gives them this debrief about finding darth maul and then he sticks around because he's because they're like is there something else and he's like yeah i want to train anakin he's a virgin's in the force, whatever that means, because he has a high midi chlorian count. Not a clue. <laughs> and 
And, All of that and, sounds real weird to me, but okay. <laughs> so, like, the council's like, well, we'll take that under advisement. What do you think, penis head? So they... <laughs> If somebody, if, if you're ever in a meeting and they go, yeah, we'll take that out of your advisement, that means no. It yeah, means we're not going to no. talk about it again. Just, just drop it. They do say, we'll take a look at the kid. We'll see what, we'll see what he's, what he's like. They already In the meantime, <laughs> Annie goes, Annie goes to see Padme and she isn't there. Only the queen is. And you can tell that then, like, if you're looking for it, like, you can tell Natalie Portman's being the queen here. So, like, oh, she's yeah, in her, her queen makeup. 100%. And he's like, oh, I'm just going to the temple, and I wasn't sure if I'd ever get to see her again because she's going to go back to Naboo or whatever, so I just wanted to say goodbye. I give Natalie Foreman credit here. She thinks about acting for a second because she pauses yeah. to try not to have a react, like, because as the queen, she's got to be stoic. Right. But she, I think she actually does a, a fairly decent job of acting like she's trying to hide her emotions right. because she wants to she be like she probably wants Aw. to go give him a hug and yeah like, or whatever say, yeah because like oh how cute like she right. wants to like, have like oh he's actually like a nice kid yeah but she instead pauses and then, then does her like yeah it's kind of like take a breath pause <laughs> stoic okay <laughs> we will let her know that you came her heart is with you it's a very pointless scene but it is <laughs> it is well, but okay. it it, it's less pointless, though, because they're trying to do character development. Yes, at least, or at least trying to give her something. Or yes. something. I feel like they're trying to give the character's personality there. Oh, Folks, great. This is... <laughs> I know that this is probably a long episode. It might be more than one episode. But we got to talk about the Galactic Senate. And this might be another hour or two. Yeah, just make sure that we're going through each everything line by line here. This is okay. Perfect. So, what is this Senate? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't understand. So, how are you elected to this Senate? Like, it, it looks like from it's like your people, right? It looks like it's like two or three senators for every planet. Right. But then but then there's also a governor on Naboo and a queen on Naboo. So I guess that means that you can be elect so she and 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 Palpatine says that Amidala was recently elected queen, but that's not what those words mean. Well, I mean, I guess maybe in their culture it is what it means. They don't have a president. You're a queen. Well, I do know some politicians that would love to be elected queen or king, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that that's not what that means. I agree, but still. Another question that I have is, are you elected to this Senate? So there's thousands of members of this oh, Senate, right? God, yeah. There's just an asinine amount Absolutely. of members of this Senate. And I want to know, because, I mean, th this thing falls apart. We're going to have to talk about the Senate in all three of these, but what happens to all of these senator like I'm obviously dead, right or they don't they don't trust each other sorts. anymore so they there's don't... all sorts of aliens in this thing oh, do they all just do they all just go hide on their own planets is there a genocide what happens here because there's thousands of these these weirdo aliens oh, yeah. all Absolutely. over the place i don't know as it's a very confusing as the joke from We Ate Movies on their episode about the Phantom Menace would say, it's like, maybe the Empire had a, had a something. Because it's like, how much can we govern, really? <laughs> like, we gotta, <laughs> gotta thin this herd a little bit. It seems like it. Here's what I'm wondering. Because, like I said, it looks like there's, like, two or three seats 
for each planet in this Senate. Okay. Which, again, like, probably gives disproportional voice to the smaller planets. You know, maybe there, maybe, is there, is there a Electoral college? Yeah, is there a Galactic Congress to maybe (laughs) offset the Galactic Senate? Oh, boy. Do you get more senators depending on how big your planet is? And are you elected to the Senate? Or did, like, Amidala appoint Palpatine? Oh, right? man. No, because that's that's a thing. No, like, I could that, see that. That matters because does the Galactic Senate overrule Padme? Do, right. Like, do you know what? I, like, who's who? What? Who has final say? Is she just kind of like a governor? If we were talking like the United States, sure. I don't and know. I there's... think one, we're overthinking it. Two, we shouldn't even have to ask these questions because this scene is ridiculous. The Trade Federation has a seat in the Senate. They have their own rotating box thing. Why does the trade, is the Trade Federation a a planet? I thought it was just like some sort of like private company that does trade. Well, I I don't. Is it a branch of government? I don't think they're, I would think, yes, it's probably more so a branch of government. I don't think that they're on their own planet. I think it's kind of like, well, this is being brought to the attention, so of course they're going to have their own seat because we need them to be there to talk about it, right? So you think there was a um, uh, like a subpoena to have them come into the Senate yes, to talk about this blockade? Exactly. You don't think that they actually have a seat in the Senate? No. I don't think they have a seat in the Senate. I think they had to come in because they're the issue that we're having to deal with right now. <laughs> okay, maybe, 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 and maybe it's talking about some sort of like how corporations can take over the government, and then that's kind of the first step to this thing breaking down, because the Asian lizard thing, the Nemoidians. So the mm-hmm. Nemoidians say that it's that, like it's it's totally false because Padme's like they're blockading us and they're it's it's illegal and they can't do this. And it's kind of stupid because they're like, no, that's false. That's not what's happening at all. And then there is this cow thing that's (laughs) like, we should set up a commission to appoint it to see if if it's uh, real, if it's true. And what? Like, what do you mean you need to set up a commission to see if it's true? Send a fucking spaceship from Coruscant to Naboo and see that there's a blockade there. Well, here's the pictures. Here's the hologram of there they are. They're blockading. They they invaded the planet. What do you want more from us? How much proof do you need? We haven't even talked about the fact that there's Wookiees here. <laughs> there's ETs proving that the that e, the ET universe oh, yeah. apparently is in the same universe as the same as universe, the... which means the Earth exists. That's right. Do you think E.T. was a senator in the Intergalactics? I guess this was a long <gasps> time ago. So were. this is, well, no, it would have to be and like this is generations ago. No, 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 no. But light years away, Kevin, generations could pass by the time things move around the universe. Science. Okay, so maybe his parents were in the Senate and they dropped him off at Earth by accident. <laughs> And went to the Senate and realized no, they, he's gone, and they had okay, to come back. Okay, we're for not going to talk about ET, but they <laughs> they are doing like scientific research on Earth. Like ET is yeah, a scientist. But, 
Oh, so you think E.T.'s parents are scientists? No, I think E.T. is a scientist. Okay. Well, yeah, so E.T. himself is a scientist. He's a herbologist. They dropped him off at Earth, left him there, went off to the Senate, did their thing, had to come back to pick him up. No, 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 that's ridiculous. (laughs) No, I'm not even going to let this this buffoonery pass. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm fine with the the E.T.'s being in the Intergalactic Senate. But to think that they're related to E.T. is to our outrageous. E.T.? <laughs> no, that's outrageous. So Palpatine gets into Amidala's ear and is basically like, now you'll see that they're all corrupt and that they all are just going to say no to you because they all are in the pocket of the Trade Federation mm-hmm. and the Chancellor is going to fail. And the Chancellor does say, like, okay, we're going to set up a, a whatever Right. And Padme isn't having it. And she's just like, that is not what I came here for. I wanted, you know, justice or whatever. So she immediately is like, I move for a vote of no confidence. Okay. We're going to have a recall election. It's Interesting that you had to explain that since they did not explain <laughs> well, that. Well, a vote of no confidence is a real movie. thing. It's a yes, real Yes, but this is a children's movie. If my <laughs> child has to turn to me and go... What's a vote of no confidence? I'm okay with... I actually am okay with that. I'm okay with even saying it's a kid's movie because it teaches kids about... But, no, it doesn't teach you shit because it doesn't explain what it is. They could have easily had another person kind of, like, say it in layman's terms right after she says it, but, like, as a part of a sentence back, you know? It doesn't have to just be the jargon. No kid is going to understand what is happening in this scene. Well, I agree with that. Yes. You're going to understand that they're saying no to Padme. That's it. Because, and, oh, you only know that? Because freaking Palpatine sold her that. In layman terms. That's the thing. (laughs) I guess so. But I I would be, I'm okay with it. I'm Okay. okay with it being, I'm okay with some of the terms going over their head, as long as you can kind of understand what's going on. But But you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's true. You kind of don't. At least, at least to me, it's kind of the way I'm seeing it. Is I guess it's if, like if you heard "vote of no confidence," you wouldn't know right. what that means. Yeah. So there has to be someone that says like, well, "Oh." In the following scene, I think Palpatine does walk in and say like, "Oh, that like we've I've been nominated to be the chancellor." Okay. And then there's like two others that have been nominated, like somebody from all. Alderaan and, and some other planet. I guess they do kind of explain it there. They decide, like, all of the aliens are like, let's vote now, let's vote now. And it's like, wait a minute. You just are going to do this right away? Like, you're going to oust this guy right away? And my problem with it is we haven't seen anything about the Chancellor. Yeah. So we don't really get to know anything about him. Is he really corrupt? Is he really trying to? Is he trying to save the Republic? Does he know that it's really corrupt? And he's trying sure. to do it and he, do good. I think yeah, that we that could be know. another. Maybe he's actually a really good guy, and she got corrupted by Palpatine to push everybody against him. That's right. that would be th- yes, but we don't know never, that. We never really get to see Padme struggle with this decision either. No, she, she just, just goes, does okay. whatever. Yeah, she just does it. Well, whatever you say. And I'm not saying that we have to see everything, but there's a, I think there's a good political drama in this that would be a totally different movie or TV show. So Disney Plus, give give us a call where we could rewrite this whole thing 
because I do think that there's good ideas in here. Oh, it just a lot feels of good like ideas. Yeah, feels like it's just kind of shoved in there to like right. we gotta get we gotta get going. We gotta get through this. And that's the problem. It's almost like if you did the the pod race or this, but but both of them together, it it doesn't work as well. Or make the pod race just a little less important, just a little less. Like have it happen, sure, but not for fifteen minutes. Right. Not for 20 minutes of, like, 20, like, a half hour of the movie is just on Tatooine and pod racing. Anakin gets to go in front of the council. Yoda thinks he's afraid, and he's like, okay, well, what does that have to do with anything? And we get one of the famous lines from this movie, which is, Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Anger leads to fear. No. Fear leads fear to Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. And I get it's supposed to be a commentary on fear, I think. I think I so. I think that's what the whole thing is. And, and the whole point is that, like, being afraid can corrupt. I think it's it's this, it's the X-Men thing where, you know, people fear what they don't understand or whatever. Right. But Yoda's statement is pointless because <laughs> I said anger leads to hate and then you could say anger leads to fear and fear leads to suffering. You can switch you any it... of those things around. Exactly. It doesn't mean anything. And we I guess get you could say see... all of that leads to leads to suffering in some way. Yeah, I guess way. I guess suffering Which is why they the I guess that's why they don't want but you to you have could, emotions. You could but suffering could lead to anger and anger right. could lead to fear. Right. Like, <laughs> Suffering itself can lead to those things. But whatever. But Yoda said it, so it's word. Wait, well, if, wait, did Yoda say it backwards then? Because if Yoda no, talks backwards half the time. No, well, he's trying to make a point, so he's saying it in the... <laughs> in the proper direction. Yeah. As far and as you know. Jar Jar here gives Padme the idea that the Gungans have a large army. Because she's staring out the window because she's trying to figure out if she did the right thing. And Jar Jar comes over and says, we saw people gonna die. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, Gungan's gonna die. And she's like, I don't know. And she's like, well, Gungan's gonna fight. We have a big ass army. And... <laughs> I wish she just said it like that. Well, you know what? The Gungan's gonna fight because we got a big ass army. <laughs> that would be maybe foreshadowing of why Padme decides to do what she's about to do. But there's no emotion. There's no. no hint that she got an idea from yeah, like, Jar Jar like, saying the Gungans her, have an army. Like, ooh, her eyes could have done something. She could have been like, hmm. She could anything. have turned, turned and looked at him. Anything. Right, like, 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 really? Nothing. So they come back into the room because it's going back and forth now between Poopatine and the Jedi. <laughs> and course. Amidala is like, I'm going back to Naboo. And... They're like, wait, wait, why, why are you gonna do that? And she's like, I'm, my place is with my people, so she's gonna decide to leave. Yeah. And what we kind of don't realize is that she's formulating a plan to go ask the Gungans to help, which would be nice if we kind of knew that she we was gonna. Like, that's yeah, why like, she was like doing it. Like we knew she was being sly. That would be nice. Or at least there was some sort of hint at that. But I guess that's what you're supposed to get out of Jar Jar. In the meantime, the Jedi Council has gone back to Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, and they're telling Qui-Gon that they are not allowing him to train Anakin. Right. And they explain why, and they're like, he's too dangerous, he's too old, all that stuff that we've talked about. And then the other thing that they say is that he already has an apprentice in 
Obi-Wan. Right. So I, how long do you have to be a freaking apprentice? <laughs> yeah, because Obi-Wan is old. You, yeah, he's like, like, he's had like, it like for like a 30s. decade or 20 years. Like, what is this? I think it's only supposed to be like 10 years. I think he's supposed to be like 20. No, he is not supposed to be like 20. There's no way that he's for. that young. I think that's what There's they're no for. way. Not a chance. <laughs> I don't understand why they say that he can only have one apprentice, too. Like, in the second movie, Yoda's teaching, like, 12 kids how to be... Maybe they're not his apprentice, though. He's just teaching. Whatever. I feel like the Jedi... (laughs) These Jedi just make shit up as they go along. They truly do. They're just like, whatever. Like, yeah, you can't teach them uh, because, you know, you can only have one apprentice. It's so (laughs) stupid. Yeah, that's, that's why. Yeah. Qui-Gon being Qui-Gon is like, I'm going to teach him anyway then. So that's kind of where we leave off with that because they end up sending of course, Qui-Gon and well, Qui-Gon's Obi-Wan. Qui-Gon's going to do whatever the hell he wants anyways. He's drunk. He doesn't know where he is half the time. His <laughs> mind screwing everybody. Of he tries he to care. He tries to Jedi mind trick Yoda. <laughs> that would he's be He's like, great. you will let me teach you the boy. And they're like, the boy. Qui-Gon, what are you doing? And he's like, like and he just walks away going, it worked. <laughs> got him. <laughs> like, got him. <laughs> oh my God. They are on their way back to Naboo and they have Annie go, or they have Annie and Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan go with them. Right. Thinking that they're going to draw out Darth Maul. Like, that's the Jedi's plan here. Obi-Wan thinks that Anakin is too dangerous to teach, too. Obi-Wan kind of senses that there's something off about the kid, too. Now, they never kind of say or show that there's something off about the kid, but Obi-Wan no. senses it, too. Right. And most of this entire Star Wars saga, the entire thing, is because Padme and Qui-Gon are being stubborn. <laughs> It's true. The whole thing is Qui-Gon and Padme's fault. Yes. If you would have just been patient, this whole thing wouldn't have happened. Probably. They try to get back to Naboo, but they can't just land. So Amidala tells Jar Jar she needs his help. Jar Jar goes ahead to try to find the Gungans, and they're not there. So they end up in this, like, other part of the woods. Because I guess we needed another place. And we get back to the frog people. So Kira Knightley is pleading with Boss Nass, but then this is when Padme's like, oh, wait, I've got to do this on my own. I can't let the decoy take it. This frog isn't buying it. And Yeah. Well, I'm assuming so, they only did that because that if the Gungans started firing, she wouldn't die. I don't quite understand why she didn't just go in as herself. I don't know. I guess because if Newt Gunray and the Separatists, or not the, they aren't Separatists yet, if Newt Gunray and the Trade Federation had had already taken over and they were like sure. scouts there or something, they could steal the wrong person or whatever. I guess that makes sense, yeah. I think it's a little weird that a democratically elected queen even has a decoy. You know who has decoys in the real world? Dictators. <laughs> that's true. That's uh, That's kind of true. I think the royal family would probably do it as well. Are there people always trying to kill her? Like, why does she need a decoy all the time? <laughs> she does act like it's constant vigilance that someone's always trying to murder her. Maybe I think she's trying to get an assassination. That would be interesting. I think she's Add an assassination inc- attempt into this. There is in the second one. Yeah, but it's not in the first one. Why would she have decoys in this one? Because she's paranoid. She's but that's clearly why paranoid. We need an she keeps a gun in her throne. <laughs> I am aware. I'm just saying, like, 
give me a reason why she is so compelled for this. She thinks her people are great. She doesn't think there's going to be like an uprising or anything. So she's like, okay, cool, whatever, I'm queen. I'm just saying, I think it would be more interesting if the assassination attempt happened here because then it gives her a reason to have a decoy constantly throughout the movie. I hear you. I don't know why there's... I, I don't know why she has decoys. That would take a... I don't know how you'd fit... I really don't know how you'd start because the catalyst of the second movie is that there's a an assassin, assassination attempt. But so if she's the, playing dumb and she knows everybody's suffering, I guess that would be the reason enough. Padme is begging and the frog is happy that she begged. So he does the... <laughs> the like the that thing with his mouth. He gives the title <laughs> of General to Jar Jar. Why? Because he brought the Naboo and the Gungans together. That's what Boss Nass, the big frog, says. And then in grand Star God. Wars tradition, <laughs> they come up with a plan. So there's this right. whole like plan scene of them trying to figure out what their plan is going to be. I never like these scenes. I don't like this scene in A New Hope. I don't like this scene in Last Jedi or Return of the Jedi. I don't like these we're coming up with the plan scenes. I know that they're needed, but it always feels like an exposition dump in Star Wars. And maybe I'll change my mind when we actually watch the other ones. I might be totally wrong. I can't I mean, they could do like a montage where they're just pointing at stuff and then move on. If you think that would be better. I just feel like it always gets confusing as like, okay, now it always feels like a reset. Like, okay, now we have to reset and we have to pull up this hologram of whatever we're doing. It, sure. it, but it, it, I mean, it's in all of them. Like, they, maybe they should just skip to, okay, so here's the plan. This is what we've been talking about. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. Instead of them coming up with it, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. The droids and the Gungans are going to be a distraction. So the Gungan army is going to take out the droid army or take on the droid army. And in the meantime, Padme is going to lead a group of the security volunteers to capture Viceroy to force them to leave. And Sidious is in contact with Viceroy, and he's like, oh, okay, like, if they're going to plan some sort of attack here, then wipe them all out. I can't really remember why Sidious realizes... Like, I guess because something, I guess because the Gungans are, like, forming a battle formation or whatever, so Sidious is like, just wipe all of them out then. So the Gungans put up this Harry Potter slash Wakandan shield. I thought that this whole part, actually, with the Gungans and the droids, it's basically the battle of Wakanda in Infinity War, but it's poorly done. Oh, yeah. Like, there's this shield, it's just a big bubble, it doesn't really matter. Sure. In the meantime, while that battle's going on, then the Jedi and Padme are fighting their way to the throne room. So they're they're taking out useless droids and drones. They end up in this, like, cockpit bay, and a bunch of the security personnel take off in the ships that are there, because we need a Star Wars in the Star Wars movie. (laughs) So they take off into space to take out the Trade Federation's donut hole ships and all of the fighters up there. Anakin, for some reason, hides in a, in one of these fighter jets. And Qui-Gon tells him to stay in the cockpit. There's got to be a better place where he could have hid. Like, why has he got to hide in this cockpit? Well, why is he coming with them? I don't know. I guess because the Jedi don't want to deal with them, so they, they're like, eh, take them with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it doesn't make any sense that they let this little kid go with them to this war zone. Like, they just... Leave him with the Jedi for a while. Yeah, just leave him on Coruscant. It's not a big deal. Let him get a nice hot meal or something. Right. Like just, he's let him enjoy he's his freedom for now. ten you, minutes. You orphaned him, so let's. <sighs> kind of on Darth Vader's side. The more that we talk about this, <laughs> he should have taken out these damn Jedi earlier. 
So the door opens and Darth Maul's there, and they make like the big deal that he it's ooh it's Darth Maul, but he's a villain we don't really know anything about, all other than right. he's there to face the Jedi, and he has a cool and he looks dual cool. lightsaber, yeah. and he looks cool. So the Jedi are like, okay, we'll fight Darth Maul, and Annie tries to fend off the droids so that Pan Bay and company can take this path that they need to take. But he accidentally turns the ship on. He takes off in it, and he ends up being flown like on autopilot up to the rest of the battle that's going on there. As Mr. Plinkett points out, why does this jet have a child-sized helmet in it anyway? Yeah! Yes! Why? Your head, kid, is not that big. So then there's this big fight between the Jedis, and I've heard the argument from both sides, and I've heard the Plinkett argument about that there's no emotions in this, so it's just a big choreographed fight. I agree with that slightly, but it I think it's a good fight. I yeah, think it makes decent. sense. I think it makes sense that if you saw the Jedi and the Sith in their prime, they would have this kind of super reflexive, super crazy fight. I think right. it, I like because that they're... it is faster than any fight you've seen because they are in their prime. Right. I think it's because they're in their prime and they're actually able to figure out what the other person's next move is each time. So they're trying to counteract and fight. And so, of course, it's going to be really quick and, like, speedy. That's just... Of course, that's what it's going to be. Now, I do agree that sometimes the choreography goes on too long. And everything goes on too long in this. (laughs) And every fight should be... Like, there should be some emotions to it. There should be some stakes to it. They should have different styles or or something should be there to kind of give you an idea of the character, too. Right. That fight's going on. Is it, what's what's the, is it called Battle of the Fates? Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Fates is playing, which is is a good piece of music. It's a good orchestral piece that John Williams came up with. And... In the meantime, while that's going on, the deflector shield is too strong. Back on the planet, the Padme group Batmans their way up to the throne room. And I do think that there's a part in the Duel of the Fates where all they're doing is climbing a wall and entering a hallway. And it's like, and it's like, nothing's really happening. I think we can calm it down slightly. Just a little bit. Well, I think the is the calm part. It's like the, uh, yeah, it's I like, guess okay, that's true. Okay, hold, hold, hold. Because when we get back to, <laughs> Ta-da! Exactly. Ta-da! Yeah, I guess that's right. the big part. So it does sound kind of like, this is, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. And then it goes to like, the big stuff is happening. Yeah, that's to me how the music is going. <laughs> so they're fighting in this like gigantic, I don't know, energy core? I don't know what this is. It's just this gigantic energy core thing that I couldn't figure out. But they end up fighting their way to... The only way I can describe it is this: it's a video game barrier thing where <laughs> you've got to time it to get across the right. other side or, or you, you get killed or you lose, you lose, lose power. And they end up stuck in it. And the Jedi are just kind of sitting there waiting. So Qui-Gon is meditating... Darth Maul is like pacing back and forth and Obi-Wan is just standing there. It's so weird. It's so weird though. 
We have these traps within our ship that we like to just have set. Constantly. It's not even within a ship. It's within. It's within the throne room. It's like right. Like, I don't understand what this thing is. I guess maybe it scans you at each level for different possible weapons. I don't know. It's stupid. <laughs> you think this is? It's a metal detector. Yeah. <laughs> the Jar Jars exactly end up having is. to retreat a bit, and they're like, "Jaja, use Abuma." So they <sighs> he throws them this thing. That blows something up, and then it turns into Indiana Jones for a split second, but then they're forced to surrender anyway, because Jar Jar's, like, hanging off of the tank, and it's kind of looks like, dun-dun-dun-dun, should kind of start, because he's like, ooh, and falling <laughs> off of the thing. But they end up kind of surrendering to the droids. The drones, I, I sorry, not the drones, the droids face off with Padme and company, Padme and company, and force her to surrender. Right. Yes. But... Well, all this is happening, Annie, do you understand how this action sequence doesn't work? Because it keeps cutting from thing to thing to thing to thing to thing. And there's, there's like, so much going on, you... You, you really you... have to somehow keep each thing in, a, like, a straight line, but you can't. But the, And the tone is supposed to be different for all of these things. Right. So You have, you you have, have him this... just meditating in a room with a screen, stopping him from fighting. Yeah, with the devils that, across that, from him. That part just totally... Shut down the fight scene, though. I hated it. I'm like, okay, they're fighting. It's exciting. If they're fighting, well, ultimately, all it's, sudden, a way, it's a way for Obi Wan to get separated. But you probably there probably well, could have yeah. been some other way. To... But like, they could have separated. I don't think he has to sit and meditate and wait to get through. They could have just separated them. Like they're running past, and Obi Wan all of a sudden it goes zoosh right in front of his face, and he almost get like knocks into it. Right, that would be fine. And then they're still fighting. And Obi-Wan's like, I don't know what to do. I can't get past here. That's fine. It keeps it moving. It separates I, the characters. I think the intention is to show that Qui-Gon's last thing, like, even... I'm, I'm going to be calm about this. It, it's a way to show the different personality between the Sith and the Jedi, I think, is the idea. In that the Jedi sits and contemplates and, like, is going to use calm... And meanwhile, Darth Maul is like the pacing to like just, he yeah, wants some action. Yes, so no, I'm playing I know, I know you are because you, it, I understand. I'm just trying to give it give the other side a chance here. I, I see what you're saying, and that is probably what they were going for. And I just I don't like it. So um, Anakin crash lands into the donut hole chip because he gets hit, and he's got R two D two with him. By the way, just by so you way. know, <laughs> and. Qui-Gon and Darth Maul go back at it. Obi-Wan doesn't make it through all the way in time. And so he has to wait. And Qui-Gon probably eats it because he couldn't move the screen further to the right. I was waiting for you to get it. I couldn't tell if you got it I don't. Not. I don't understand what you're doing. Because I, I said really it's like don't. a video game thing where, the, where you have to walk through. So Obi-Wan's stuck okay. on the left side of the screen, so they couldn't advance the screen any further. Right, yeah. So Qui-Gon probably so, dies because they couldn't, he couldn't see Darth everything. Because on the opposite side of the screen and just, like, yeah. hits him. Yeah, so he, just, he hits him there. because he didn't realize where he was. So he's like, come on, get on the other <laughs> side of the screen so that the damn thing moves. We need to left side scroll, left side scroll. <laughs> but eventually uh, Darth Maul kills Qui-Gon. Yes. But that's not the end of that fight. So they're both just standing there waiting to fight. And while that's going on, Padman and company pull a trick on the Viceroy 
because the decoy queen comes in and the viceroy is like, oh no, that's the real queen. This is a decoy after her. So they yeah. send all of the droids <laughs> after her. Even though they could have just been like, okay, grab her and grab her. Or send three dro- droids. <laughs> right. Like, why did you send all of them? Right. And that allows Padme and company because, again, she's super paranoid. She has a gun in her throne. She throws it to the security guard and they force the viceroy to surrender. Yep. But then we go back to Obi-Wan and I'm hope that I'm making this frantic and confusing <laughs> because this is what it's like to watch this. Absolutely. Obi-Wan eventually breaks the dual saber, cuts Darth Maul in half, and he does it in a way, I'm going to give them this. I'm going to give them this, Rachel. I think this yeah. is set up for the future. He's hanging on to like this, I don't know, I don't know why it's there, but it's like if you were climbing a rock and it and there was a grip <laughs> in this thing. So Obi-Wan's hanging on Maybe to that. Maybe it's and like Darth a Maul's... place where it closes or something. I don't know. Or a jet <laughs> comes out. But yeah. Darth Maul is kind of toying with him. He's like slashing at it and like right. toying with him a bit. He lost his lightsaber at this point, but he sees Qui-Gon's lightsaber. Right. And he decides to... He has to give it a shot. So he does like a force jump type thing. Yes. Has the force he, with the force he pulls the lightsaber to him and he slices Darth Maul in half and Darth Maul falls down the shaft. Right. It's good. I'm just disappointed we didn't get more Darth Maul. Me too. I think Darth Maul should have not been killed in this movie. I this, think he should I don't have think been he, in the third. In the second or third movie. I've seen a thing and I think I actually like this idea of I think that Darth Vader should have killed Darth Maul to take his place. <gasps> Ooh, that would have been a good one. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, there's not enough room for all, both of us, and he kills Darth Maul right. to take his place. That would have been better, and that would have left you with what seems to be an interesting character, or we don't know because there's not enough to know about him, but at least he looks cool and he's a good fighter. Right. But what I was going to say is I think that, and I think that this is good, but I also think that it sets up for the end of Revenge of the Sith when Obi-Wan is the one standing up high and Anakin is low and he's like, don't try it. I have the high ground. I know what I'm doing. So it's almost like he knows the move. Because he oh, did yeah, it because he did to it to Darth Maul. So like, right. if you try this, I know how to stop this because I did this right, twenty you. years ago. So I will give them that. Yeah, Th- that's they actually do. Set that's that a nice up. callback. I do like that. Maybe they did. That might have been unintentional. <laughs> it very well could have been <laughs> unintentional. But I like that. If it was, that's a good. That's good. Good job. Good. Good. So Anakin accidentally. <laughs> And I don't know how this happens, but Anakin accidentally blows up the shield and he races out of there. And by blowing up the shield, the entire donut hole blows up and the whole ship of the Asian lizards die. Yep. The droids shut down. Yeah. And the droids (laughs) shut down because the droids were being controlled by the the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Very much like the Chitauri in Avengers. And I don't like that in in Avengers either. So how that happens. And the war is kind of over now. And in his dying breath, Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan to train the boy and that he's the chosen one to bring down. He is so focused on that. If you're in a religion where, like, 
if you think that you found space Jesus. The chosen one, yeah. Yeah, I guess. like I guess that would be you think you did it, that's a big deal. Right. No, I guess you're right, you're right. They tell Viceroy he's gonna have to explain this all to the Senate, and Palpatine, newly elected Chancellor Palpatine, shows up. He's got some blue Imperial Guard looking guys behind him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the scene just sort of ends, which we haven't talked about how that happens a lot in this with the wipes. But like there'll be two people talking and then the dialogue will stop and you then the scene just ends and there's a wipe. Like (laughs) it happens a lot in this movie. Yes. Yes, it does. So we're finally in the epilogue. Yoda is telling Obi-Wan that he's a Jedi Knight, but he personally, Yoda does not yes. think that he should train Anakin. But despite that, the council thinks that it's fine, so he's going to get to train Anakin, but he's like, I don't think you should do it. But it's not my call. The council voted on it, and they said that you can train him. But agree with your taking this boy as your Padawan learner? I do not. Qui-Gon believed in him. The chosen one, the boy may be. Nevertheless, grave danger, I fear, in his training. Master Yoda, I gave Qui-Gon my word. I will train Anakin. (sighs) Without the approval of the Council, if I must. Qui-Gon's defiance, I sense in you. Need that you do not. Agree with you, the Council does. Your apprentice, Skywalker, will be. And we then see them frying up Qui-Gon Jinn. You get to see his boot in the flames. (laughs) They're doing the old Viking funeral, which is the traditional way to, I guess, have a Jedi funeral at the very least in this. Sure. And while they're doing that, Yoda and Mace are talking about the Sith. Yes. And they say there's always two. There are no more, no less. There's always two Sith. That's it. An apprentice... And a master. Well, I guess that's and the I'm same like, with the Jedi, right? Because they each always have an apprentice? I guess so. Is that like, what they does, mean? I guess. Why are there always two? Like, that just seems like a weird thing to me, too. Why are there always two? I guess you're are, always uh, going to be teaching another person unless you are the being the one that's being taught. So you're being taught first, then you always take on an apprentice after... I, I don't finished? like it. I it, it's it's jumbled world building. It doesn't make it any is. damn sense. It's again I, again. I think it's the Jedi are just making this shit up as they go I along, mean, and they're like, nah, there's probably fine. another one. I I wasn't that didn't bug me that much. It's fine. It's kind of like okay, cool. It makes sense that there's always like somebody teaching another. So is this the teacher or is this the apprentice? You know, I like that. Honestly, that didn't bug me. Okay. <laughs> fine. You just love this movie. I do. It's actually my hidden love. I just, I just can't admit it to you. That, to the four Ks on sale, Rachel. Oh, I can buy, buy it now. It was, it was. I don't know if it was sold out by me or they just didn't have any copies. But you had to look at a different. Well, you're kidding. Well, I couldn't get it at my store that I was. Oh buying. man. And they pan to Palpatine right after they say that too, just to take it home. I do not understand how anybody does didn't realize that Palpatine was. Darth Sidious, like it, it's telegraphed, but yeah, because they didn't even really like focus on each person in the line. 
They focus on no, they focus on Palpatine. On and Anakin, the second after he no, says, no. yeah, they they focus on Anakin, and then they immediately focus on Palpatine. Right after they say, there's always yes. an, a master or apprentice. Yeah. Yes, and I'm like, if they would have gone like down the line of each person, yeah, I guess there really weren't like characters in this movie. But if they were to, <laughs> they were to have characters in this movie. <laughs> they could have gone to like each person like ooh, could it be this could it be this person like could it be one of us like is it one of us or is it somebody else outside of this this cult i don't know it, it could be something of that nature but his voice is too distinct you know exactly who it is it, it, i know it, it, there's but I'm no just mystery saying, to this if they wanted it to be a mystery then they could have had actual well, they characters did a, and i guess they could have had like red herrings or something I, yeah I suppose. that's what i that's my point that's my or point. darth sidious doesn't talk directly he sends messengers to talk yes through like kaiser soze right exactly like kaiser soze I liked and that movie. I liked that movie. I, like I mean, I, that's another way I you could have. That, that's another way you could have done this, I suppose. Is he's a Kaiser Soze like character, so he never exactly. does show his face. It, it is always through other means, and then maybe you don't. You'd still know it's or Palpatine because of his voice. Or he at least tries to hide voice, his voice. But, yeah, he could try to hide his voice. Let's let's pull a Batman here. At well, least he does. Deep he is doing something. an evil version of I his am voice. I doing the evil but, voice. <laughs> but because because the actor has a distinct voice, you know right. that it's him. Sure. So their last scene of this movie is a parade through the streets of Naboo. The Gungans are there. They're going. They're celebrating the to? end of this blockade. Annie got a haircut. I guess it's supposed to mimic the end of the first movie because there's a ceremony at the end of the first movie. There's a bunch of people there, and I have no idea who the hell they are. There's, like, an Indian lady. There's uh, this little pink-looking Yoda creature. It's like, who the hell are all these people? (laughs) A troll of some sort. (laughs) And then... Amidala gives the big frog an energy ball. None of them look happy either, though. None of them are happy. And then they give this energy ball. Which I'm going to quote the riff tracks. she's not even wearing her makeup or anything anymore. So I guess because, like, oh, she's been outed. That's it. Oh, is she? Yeah, she is. She's she's got the whole gimmick on. She's got she the whole gimmick. She doesn't have the headpiece. No, no, no. She doesn't have the headpiece. She well, it's a has it's a, a Sunday. They're gonna go party after this. She doesn't want to wear the headpiece. It's outside. <laughs> Oh yeah, she doesn't have the makeup on. She doesn't have the giant headpiece. So I always feel like it just it makes it seem like I've been out of that I've always had like a somebody hiding for me or whatever. So I don't know. This whole scene was stupid. There shouldn't have been a parade. That was dumb. Why was there a I stupid will... Gungan parade with this energy ball? <laughs> I don't understand. I will end it with the Rift Tracks comment because it, it does summarize it pretty correctly. As a corpulent lizard holds up a ball that does God knows what, the movie ends. <laughs> oh, it's the truth. Yeah, it's because what is truth. this thing? It looks like the the thing that if you touch it, your hair goes up. Oh yeah, like the static electricity. Like what? What is this? I don't know. I don't know why. And that's the end of the Phantom Menace. We get our credits written and directed by George Lucas. Dun 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 dun. Which means, thankfully, we have gotten to that point in the show where I will ask you, Rachel, does the Phantom Menace have shelf life? Not on my shelf. I don't think. You know, I just I can't. I can't. I, I, can't. I just, I just can't. I, 
I didn't like the characters. I didn't understand or enjoy the plot. I was kind of confused and wanting to fix it the whole time. That's it. That's it? Okay. That's it. Yeah. So, no. Uh, <laughs> the answer is no. I will repeat, it's okay to like a movie. Oh, dislike absolutely. A movie, love a movie, that's hate said, a movie. For I whatever said. reason you want. It's your life. It's a movie. This is not, we're not talking about politics here. We're talking about entertainment and, and you can like it if you want to. We're just telling you based on our thought process and things like that. It's a no, no for me. But like, that's why I'm saying like, not on my shelf. Like it might yeah. be on your shelf, you know? No, it's, not it's not on, on well, my shelf. Yeah. It might be on your shelf, dear listener, but it's, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a no for me. It's boring. It's confusing. It's really weird. The climax is weak. The characters are weak. The dialogue is bad. Scenes just kind of happen. Yeah. There was wipes I, everywhere. There were there, and I hope that we did point out to you that do like the movie that there are parts of it that we did like. We oh, did yeah, give a like, fair shake. Interesting things. And I will give it this: the themes in this, I think, are a good idea. There's a good idea here. Yes, there is. It just but wasn't done properly. There's just it wasn't too much strong. crap in it and bad characters, and it just. Mm-hmm. I will say this, even though we had fun with it and we ranted and raved and I ranted and raved a lot. So did I. It, it's not <laughs> it's not the worst thing ever. No. It's it 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 doesn't it's the worst thing ever to people that really love Star Wars and I totally understand that. But to me it's just it's forgettable. It's it, a forgettable it movie. It really is. I think that's the best way to describe it is that it's forgettable. I wish it was I almost wish it was worse. So that it was entertainingly bad, but it's yes. it's, it's not no, entertainingly bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. And I'll say this for those of you that have not seen the Star Wars prequels or anything like that, or even for those of you that want to be completists. If you want to be a completist and you want to put it on your shelf, I totally get that. Absolutely. But I would say you don't need this movie to understand the rest of the story. No. When When we get to Attack of the Clones, a lot of what happens in this movie doesn't matter and there's been enough of a time jump that most of the characters don't act like how they act in this movie but if you know the whole the whole series is on sale i mean i'll probably probably snag that up (laughs) well i I, but i'll probably only put the first three on my shelf (laughs) and i understand if you grew up with these movies that like you like um or whatever but it's just not for me it, it really is not. This one is It's just disappointing. Bad. It's forgettable, yeah, it's disappointing. disappointing. And I think the reason that I there's so much... I came into this wanting to like it. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch a Star Wars movie. I haven't watched this in forever. If I... I don't, like, I don't remember it, so let's... Maybe it's good. Maybe I'll enjoy it. I was kind of disappointed. I would just say that, it, that it's... Um, if it wasn't the biggest movie of all time in 1999 if there wasn't so much anticipation about it if there wasn't so much hype for it it probably would have just faded into the wind but because it was star wars and because there was so much anticipation for it it was it was a bigger letdown than it could have been right i think there's uh, one of the key things about this is the first movie that got to open and like people and if you're listening to us in china and i I don't know how you could be because I I could definitely see us not making the cut from your government. But if you're listening to us in China, Star Wars isn't a big deal there. 
And it's sure. not a big deal there because the first Star Wars movie that the Chinese got to see was The Phantom Menace. Really? And they were like, okay, this is it. This is why what you is, Americans like love. Why does like, the U.S. Love? love this? This oh, makes that's it. That's weird. I mean, I think this was big in a lot of different countries, but yeah, no, sh- that's no, no, interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that China is just like, this is the first one we've seen, and I don't get it. So, again, with that being said, that concludes this main event. That concludes the first season of Shelf Life, Shelf Life Season 1. We had to do it because we had to do Star Wars. We had to do The Phantom Menace because <laughs> of our tributes to our, our fandoms. Our, our fandoms. <laughs> And again, if you loved us, if you disliked us, if you thought no, no. Uh, you will like this podcast, you will. Can subscribe. you do the Jedi mind trick through through a audio? I don't know. I'm gonna try it anyways. Well, she's I trying mean, it. Okay. Qui Gon did it all the time. Can That's I true. try? Yeah, it? give it. A, yeah, give it a <laughs> shot. I don't care. Uh, but but definitely, you know, we've got our we've got our Gmail shelf shelf life the podcast at gmail.com. I'm sure we'll have other stuff as well. But let us know what you liked, what you didn't like. Do you like these movies? Do you have or, or TV shows, comic books? Do you like the stuff that we talked about? Do you have any experiences with it? You know, give us that feedback so that we can, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll have a little mailbag episode or something like that too. Yeah, and, tell us and... your story. Do you remember the first time you saw Phantom Menace? What did you think? <laughs> when you saw the usual suspects, did you know and like well, how it was going to end? When you saw Small Soldiers, was World War II your favorite war? Is World War II your favorite war? That's also true, yes. <laughs> what do you like about the show? Can we do anything to improve the show? We're not probably going to change its length, even though you can definitely tell us we're too long. I, I, I like breaking it down this long, and it's our tribute to the Laps fan, so we have to be this long. <laughs> but yes, uh, absolutely, we want you to connect with us, and... I will again say that if you don't have anything constructive or good to say, or you're just kind of being trollish, and even if you're not being trollish and you want to do something good with the podcast and you want to do something good for us, probably in the name of Shelf Life, the podcast, reach out because we had a lot of fun at George Lucas tonight. George Lucas, for all his faults and for all he might be a businessman trying to make money off of toys, (laughs) he does give a lot to charity. Yeah. Each season... I'll, and we'll have a list of it, I think. We'll highlight a charity or two, and we'll keep that running as we go. And I thought for this season, we will we will highlight the charities close to George's heart, Star Wars Force for Change, which is a, uh, it's a Star Wars-themed charity. It's run by Lucasfilm. It's now kind of run by Disney, too. And they collect donations to fund solutions for a bunch of different problems. Before they worked with unicef a lot they work with first now which is like a robotics type thing that's where i will go there's other ones that i mean there's a ton of different ones that george lucas has contributed over the years but for sure definitely you know look up if if you want to do a different one and you don't want to, to do this one that's associated with disney like i said the starlight children's foundation which was part of which is something that george is been affiliated with over the years they deliver some th- their mission is to deliver happiness to seriously ill children and their families or even to unicef as he's a big proponent of unicef i will tell you right now i i've looked up all of these charities to make sure they're 
at least legit, if not giving you giving away most of their money to the actual charity. So I'm never going to give you a name of a charity that isn't trying to do some good. Right. So, yeah, there is also that. So, with that being said, I believe we have reached the conclusion of Season 1 of Shelf Life. So now the question, Rachel, is just, are we going to keep doing this? Um, I mean, I guess we'll find out if there's a season two. <laughs> what do you want me to yeah. say? No, there's always two. No more, no less. We're not going to do more than two? Oh, no, sure. We're going to do more than two. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm just, Okay. I just thought, you know. There's always yeah we're, yeah. yeah we're doing it's the, great yeah, it's gonna be fan, it's great phantom. it's great yeah I got it I got it yeah you're very it's clever bastard <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you all for coming be on the lookout for season two of Shelf Life we will see you later I'm Kevin and I'm Rachel this is Ben Shelf Life season. Two. slave? I'm a person and my name is Anakin.